0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason, here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Late Merry Christmas. Merry Jumas. So, yeah, I don't... So how how was your uh, Zoom Christmas, or remote Christmas?
1: It was good. It was good. Didn't do too much. Have watched a lot of movies, a lot of laying around. It's been raining here, so it's good. It's just like being snowed in. Instead, it's very rainy and windy in the summertime. So yeah, been sitting inside watching a bunch of movies. It's been good. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll get to that later. That's cool. I don't celebrate Christmas, but I was uh, I did visit the family again. Cause it was my uncle's birthday, my godfather's birthday, actually. So I got to say, I made – so you remember in Japan, we went to Bill's twice. We went to one in Fukuoka, and we went to one in Ginza. Do you remember
1: this place? Yes, because the Gim- I remember the that. One- the first one, I didn't have any pancakes because you were, too. again, what you need to realize, people, is that when me and Jason go on vacation, he gets unreasonably excited about breakfast places. Like, do you, out of all the things we you research when we travel, food is the number one thing that you look for, right? Like, farmland. Yeah. Away, uh, right? like, which, which is fine. It's not necessarily that you don't look for other things, too. Like things to do. I don't
0: really research. So the, the interesting thing is, like, unless I've heard of something before, I don't really research. Like most of the times when we find, when I find something to eat, I'm like, oh, this
1: looks great. Like it's you usually always found... have a food suggest. I've never woken up and you'd be like, well, John, you pick what you. I've never seen you just be like, I'm not really sure. Which is great, personally. Like I don't want you to stop doing that when we travel because I, won't. I like it's great when someone else just That's tells good. you where to eat. And I go, okay, cool. As long as it's not walking around. Osaka for an hour and a half looking for a ramen place on a corner place is famous <laughs> it wasn't that famous it took us an <laughs> hour and a half to get it and I was starving because I'm not a picky yeah. person when it comes to food like I'm just not it. right I'm not really and, but I, I I feel like if I'm always, in a place yeah you always have a breakfast recommendation I wake up and you're like so we're going here for breakfast And I'm like all right he's he's already researched this he already knows where we're going he's but that good.
0: research mostly has happened like between me waking up and us having that conversation
1: yeah, Usually. so you're real quick. And again, like, be fair, you pick pretty good places. I've not been a place yet that I've been like, eh, it's okay. You just you just tend to get overly excited about stuff, which ir- I think just irritates my general disposition. As, as you know, as I've said many times on this podcast and others, the key to happiness is reality divided by expectations. You're terrible at that. You set expectations really high, so I automatically kind of dislike everything you pick. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair if you enough. were just like oh, look, it. it's okay it's a cool place let's just go but instead you're like oh man i'm so excited for these for these <laughs> fluffy pancakes yeah man these <laughs> fluffy pancakes i'm so excited for i'm like dude shut up about the pancakes and then i get there you're like you gonna get some pancakes and then it makes me go like you know what no i don't want the pancakes because now i just want to make you upset i don't want the pancakes anymore no and then you're does like it, well, you're honestly does, no it doesn't it, but it makes me no. feel better <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why
0: this friendship works <laughs>
1: it makes me and then the second time i had the pancakes they were very delicious they were very good so i i, I personally right. recommend bills but the first time i believe i just had like some scrambled eggs or something cuz i was like screw you and your stupid pancakes you've been talking about these pancakes for the 20 minute walk across this bridge and i go in here and it's just a bunch of korean people and us eat pancakes that was it
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it's true but i'll
0: tell you that that location in fukuoka is very cool like that Beautiful. was
1: really was, Beautiful. Was fukuoka is awesome a very place. cool yeah. city by the way that's yeah, they, that's they, on my they, list of very cool cities in japan yeah, betw-
0: between that and the uh the ramen stands on the on the water it was pretty cool
1: yeah it's cool that that's that's an underrated place to go if you want like a like a off the beaten path place to go go to fukuoka that would be my like if someone said what's a place that people don't talk about in japan that i should go to it's fukuoka that's the place yeah
0: it's cool it's like a lower key city it's great i mean i i would say kobe kobe because I yeah, don't it's think funny,
1: uh, fine. It was fine to me. I'd much rather I tell you to go to Osaka or Kyoto before that. But if you want to, no, I say the, off the off the beaten
0: path places. I don't think many people think of going to Kobe. I guess they do for the steak, but as an actual like yeah. city to walk around, I thought it was nice. I mean, like, walk anyway.
1: not much. But anyways, yeah, continue,
0: please. So the point is, Bill. Uh, so Bill Bill Granger is actually a uh, he. So Bills is actually an Australian chain in uh, or franchise in Sydney, and. Those and that extended beyond into uh, Japan as well, which is the only place where we've where I've had it because I've never been to Australia. So the recipes it's online
1: here, by the way, which is interesting. But well, continue,
0: Sorry. That's the calling. Break. Open it up, or better yet, don't even open it up. Just steal the recipe because it's online, and uh, make those and say, "Yeah, now it's John's." Here you go, <laughs> John's. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I made. Uh, so I made these. He does a. He makes a ricotta pancake topped with a honeycomb butter and I made them and, and I'm not going to lie. I crushed them. Like I, I, I really nailed this. And sometimes, you know, you try to replicate something. You're like, all right, that's pretty good. Like I'll make, um, I'll constantly make a, uh, like my favorite pancake recipe still to date is the, um, are the ones from Clinton street baking company. And they're awesome. Like you can replicate that; it's great, all that stuff. But these, but they're never exactly right. These, I feel like, like they were super light, super fluffy. I was making this recipe, and I was looking at the writing. I was like, this, "There's no way this is this is going to be like a liquidy, shitty batter." And then when everything came together, it was awesome. It's like the lightest, fluffiest batter you ever going to make. And there's like there there are little bits of ricotta in there. That's part of it, but I think that also adds to the actual like structure of the uh, of the pancakes themselves. And then the, the honeycomb butter, I did not make it the way that was suggested. What's suggested is you buy one of those crunchy bars, those crunky bars, whatever those are called, which are like candied honeycomb coated in chocolate. And one of the suggestions is take off all the chocolate and then break down the that honeycomb in the middle in a food processor huh. or on a food processor. What's that?
1: I said, no, that's just interesting. That's an interesting yeah, suggestion. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so what did I do? One, we don't actually have crunky bars here. You got to go to like British markets or things like that to get yeah. those where you, they'd actually sell them. So, and I don't have a food processor. Um, there's a sidebar here where I tried to get a food processor because I actually ordered a the honeycomb, like pure honeycomb from Amazon. So I just ordered straight up honeycomb. Like, let's, let's do this right. Let's get the real stuff. So I got this block of honeycomb now, which apparently you could just eat. But the first sample, I, so I just took a spoon to it and ate it just to see what I was working with as one would. And it was just like super chewy. And I'm like chewing this thing for over a minute. And I was like, what the, what is this? Like, there's no way it's going to work. I need the food processor. So I ordered, um, so I ordered a food processor for pickup at a target. And when I get to the target, they're like, you ordered at the wrong target. I was like, well guess i'm not getting this food processor
1: you couldn't just buy it there and then return the other one i could have it was
0: was it it was the 23rd the day before christmas eve and this line was insane think about the longest line you've ever seen okay now multiply it by 10 that's basically the length of this line like it was targets are big this literally snaked by the registers and then crossed the entire store. What and this is a Target loan? with a grocery store. All right, that's super how long this line was. It's a Super Gas, yeah. They don't call it that, but yeah, sure they it's a do. I think they call it Super Target. So what? I go to the one at Barclays. I'm like, how the hell did I pick the wrong Target? This is insane. So anyway, I'm dumb. That's that's really the best explanation for it. Anyway, don't get the food processor. I'm not going to wait on that line. And I had to get back for something else, so I go back. And I'm like, all right, I could do this. I don't need the food processor. I'm just going to mash the hell out of this thing and then incorporate that into this butter and be done with it. So there are like stringy parts of the honeycomb butter mm-hmm. that you can clearly tell are not going to work. And you could tell like while I was mashing that with a fork, I'm like, okay, so get rid of that, get rid of that. Incorporated that. It's compound butter. It's pretty straightforward. I didn't was actually Is
1: the honeycomb butter better. this big? Because in your picture, it looks delicious, by the way, the picture that you sent me. Yeah, but I sent the picture, you the honey- picture so you can see how I did it. That that's a that's a lot of honeycomb butter though. The pancakes are
0: small, but yes, they yeah I kind of cut some big yeah the pancakes are small. Um, that is that butter is probably I, I think th- it's probably like a one inch diameter, yeah. be like an inch and a half if I'm being generous. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big glob of, of honeycomb butter. But I'll tell you what, it was worth it. It was delicious. The honeycomb butter was great. The pancakes were great. Thumbs up from my godfather. My my mom, my grandmother, everybody liked it. Uh, I didn't tell them what was in it until they ate it, so that was that's always a good move. Uh, <laughs> it was it was quite good, and I'll tell you this: no sugar, no sugar added in uh, in the entire recipe. Yeah, all no natural. sugar in the in the pancake batter. It's there's there's no sweetener in it. So I was like, oh, this is interesting, and the honeycomb is, I mean, that's sweet and a lot of natural sugar in that, but. That's it. I mean, I didn't didn't need syrup. If you wanted it, sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock anybody uh, for for adding it. But yeah, these were these were pretty great. I will make these again. They're fantastic. That's, uh, that's a little update on the on the breakfast front of things. And that was that was basically the highlight of my uh, of my. We'll call it Christmas because after that, I just got Korean barbecue, and it was great.
1: Yeah, get Korean barbecue in the city. Yeah,
0: outside they uh outdoor dining and outside or
1: do you have to dine outside now in new york is that no
0: the thing is that
1: (laughs) this is so silly because they
0: they still banned indoor dining still banned but these outdoor structures that they build you basically just (laughs) built like a glass a glass structure that you could you could stay in you're like all right well basically like i'm inside (laughs) but yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm outside but it's in the street i'm like in this uh in this plexiglass hut (laughs) that's kind of kind of what i was in there And they had like this, these two sliding doors in there as well. It was pretty elaborate. But Koreatown has actually had a pretty awesome Koreatown's transformation in the pandemic has been awesome. Has it really? Their outdoor, yeah, their outdoor setups are great. Hmm. And I, because I've I've been there a few times because I'll take the train right there, and the way they set it up is really cool. In most places, even before they even closed these things, they were just really nice setups. So been impressed. There's no traffic in, on the street, which is which is nice. So it, it, I mean, maybe it's one lane, but uh Koreatown is usually like a complete mess, but now it's it's quite lovely. Um it it's gonna be tough, but there was there was a heater and I was indoors and I was eating some uh some crispy pork belly. It was uh it was great, really good. I, the guy said, I wanted a bibimbap because I'm like walking down the street. I was like, what do I want? What do I want? And I saw that. I was like, Ooh, bibimbap sounds delicious right now. So I sit down and I said, I'm looking at this menu. I said, I saw a bibimbap on the menus. Do you have it? He says, no, we're not going to have it until we open indoor dining again. I'm like, well, shit, (laughs) can't do that. I was like, all right, bulgogi sounds pretty good. Let me get some of that. That's on the menu. Oh, actually we don't have that because it's a limited menu. I'm <laughs> like, shit. All right. So I got this uh quote quote unquote spicy crispy pork and it was it was delicious. It was really good. So you know that was that was my Christmas. I, then I played a bunch of video games and watched uh and watched a movie, which we'll talk about later. Cool. Yeah. So any other any other stuff you want to talk about before we get into some uh, some hard
1: hitting news stories? Not really, no. Again, it's it's nice to not be working. It's just the time of year to be lazy and no one can ever fault you for. it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, after a very interesting 2020, it uh it's been good to actually relax and like not feel the need to go anywhere. So yeah. Yeah, great. Good stuff. Then let's get into some news here.
0: All right. I got uh got three stories for you here. And they're uh, they're very light. We got we got a pretty light affair here. I'm not gonna lie, I think uh, I think you're gonna enjoy this one. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it light, Exactly, exactly. So here are your choices: chicken, Michael Jackson, or the oldest profession. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not what you think it is. I'm just making let's some do serious chicken. assumptions.
1: Let's do chicken, oldest profession, and end with Michael Jackson. I think that's a good order. It's a great order.
0: All right, here we go. Let's jump right in. Reading from Engadget for their brevity. I read a CNN article. I'm like, why? I don't need stock symbols while reading an article. It's just going to make me more confused. All right. KFC made a bucket-shaped gaming PC that warms chicken. Cooler Masters KFC console, one word uses an Intel nuke nine extreme compute Element. Have you heard about this?
1: No, but i KFC is doing some very weird things with their marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to mention it in the article, but they did also make a, um, they did also make a KFC dating simulator earlier in the year.
1: Yes. And they made a movie with Mario Lopez as the colonel. So why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Here
0: we go. Quote. Quote. Wow. Right from the beginning. Okay. Quote, KFC and Cooler Master have unveiled a bucket-shaped gaming PC that also warms chicken, end quote, is a sentence I never expected to write in my tech journalism career. I should have seen it coming, however, after KFC launched a Twitter marketing stunt for a KFC console gaming PC earlier this year, along with the fact that it's still 2020. To be clear, this is mostly a Cooler Master PC with the KFC name slapped on, on the side, it does appear to be an original design, though, as there's no other similar Cooler Master Nuke case currently available in the company's website. If you don't know, a Nuke is like a mini PC. That's for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is. It's um, it's like an Intel launch project where they have these like smaller. It's basically like a Mac Mini, but it's a highly customizable small form Intel based computer, and it's very. It's also very DIY but these are like pre set pre-configured versions as well that are out there. A lot of people will build you a nuke and then it'll basically be the, or nuc, however the hell you're supposed to mount it. And you see, anyway, it does appear to the original design though, as there is no other similar cooler master nuke, NUC, nuke, case cases currently available on the company's website. It features a black and red finish, but it seems like a wasted opportunity that it isn't more tapered at the bottom, like a real KFC bucket. If it's ever built, The KFC, the KF console, I guess that's how it's supposed to be said. The KF console should be, should be a pretty speedy machine as it's equipped with an Intel Nuke 9 Extreme Compute Element that we called, quote, the new king of tiny gaming PCs, end quote. It includes an Asus built hot swapping NVIDIA GPU and Intel CPU, the cooler master didn't specify which, along with a one terabyte Seagate NVMe SSD. Cooler master claims that it's VR ready supports ray tracing and can handle 4k TV gaming and frame rates up to 240 frames per second. This thing is a monster. But here's the deal. Here's the big part. All those specs aside, the key distinguishing feature is a chicken warmer that (laughs) strongly resembles a grease tray. While most gaming PCs could technically warm chicken, this special chamber can heat up what looks like two small wings using, quote, natural heat and airflow, end quote, according to Cooler Master. However, there's the thorny question of whether you'd want more heat for the chicken or less so that your PC, you know runs better there's also no word on whether it ducks out at the fried chicken fumes as those could really gunk up a pc the kf console now joins an exclusive list of food and drink pc crossovers including bud light which put not only a pc but a projector inside a six-pack there's no word on when or even if this pc will be sold let alone any word on the price keep in mind though that a well-equipped Intel Nuke Nine Extreme costs three thousand one hundred dollars by itself. So you'll need to like fried chicken memes to buy one. Also, to translate that to New Zealand dollars, that's about twenty thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not. Again, KFC is doing some really weird things with their marketing. Because this is what happens when you give your marketing budget to probably a millennial and a bunch of Generation Z people to sit here and say like, you know what guys, we don't know how to reach you. Just make stuff.
0: (laughs) It's It's awesome. KFC marketing them and Wendy's are, uh, Wendy's Wendy's Twitter game is awesome. Like they just, they interact with a lot of stuff. They jump in, like they're really active and they're very, they're very tongue in cheek, very self-aware and just not afraid to just like go after other companies. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so Wendy's Wendy's has a pretty good uh, social media presence, but KFC is like the Geico of fast food in that they just do everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, KFC like, think of Geico commercials for this stuff. They just seem to be ahead of it. Like again, like them making the Lifetime movie with Mario Lopez. That's totally a thing. The, I think it's called "The Recipe for Seduction" is the name of the of the mini TV series that they made. Mario Lopez KFC movie. Yeah, he's actually the colonel. So they made they cast him as the colonel. And it's like one of those lifetime cheesy stories where there's like where there's like, you know, there's there's it. a wedding and, you know, so and so was with so and so, and then something happens, and then there's like a there's like a murder or like an attack or like a you know, a, a robbery or something that's sort of real hackily done. That's basically what they made. They made this show with the colonel in it.
0: Oh, well, it came out already.
1: Yeah, it's already out. It's it's been out. It's been out for at least a couple of weeks. Do people like it? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I want to see if people
0: like it. I mean, the 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 art, the uh, the you know the the images of the movie, like just the just the banner images are excellent. <laughs> like it really. Mario Lopez is a good looking dude, and uh, I mean, he's with a good looking lady. Up, wasn't Norm just McDonald a, the the colonel at one point? They rotate colonels all the time. Like they have all different types of colonels. There's a, there's probably
1: a black colonel in there too. Yeah, why not? The real colonel probably is black. He probably stole it from black dude. Oh shit! Those those eleven herbs and spices. You think some white dude in Kentucky came up up with that? Nah, man. I don't think
0: so. Spell colonel for me. I can't. Wrap out K-O- it. O- in. Right. Well, go ahead. Try it anyway.
1: <laughs> oh god! I, I know. I know. There's no R in it, right? It's like K o. Uh, you're right. There is no R. Is it K o l? It's like colon, colonel. So, K, Keep saying K. Sorry. C. C C-O-L-O-N-E-L is my guess. Nailed it. Yeah. It's like, it's like colonel.
0: Yeah. Here we go. So here's who played Colonel Sanders. Of course, it's going to be some bullshit. There we go. All right. So let's see. Uh, You got the actual, you got Daryl Hammond, Norm McDonald, Jim Gaffigan, George Hamilton, Dolph Ziegler. Rob Riggle, Vincent Vincent Carthizer. I don't know who that is. Billy Zane, Rob Lowe, Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christopher Boyer. That's funny. Reba McIntyre. So
1: yeah, so they had a Lady, so lady Colonel.
0: Jason Alexander. Uh Sean Aston. Oh Jesus Christ. I don't even I can't even I don't even know how to pronounce this. <laughs> Has has The Rock
1: played the Colonel yet? Because why not? (laughs) No, not
0: yet. How the hell do you pronounce his name? Hofbor Julius Jorgensen? Jorgensen? We're just going to say that.
1: that. Is that the world's strongest man? That dude? The dude from Game of Thrones? It might be. I don't know. Yeah, probably. The dude named Hafthor, right? His name literally says Hafthor.
0: Or H-A-F. A a letter that looks like a P, but it's not. Yeah, Hafthor. The mountain from Game of Thrones has played the Colonel. Okay, yeah, that guy. He's played the Colonel. Robocop. (laughs) <laughs> just what Craig Fleming and then Mario Lopez
1: yeah yeah there you go. that's all of them. that's a long list of people who knew that half Thor played the colonel that's a big dude that dude's huge Um, yeah yeah so you imagine they gotta get a black guy in there somewhere sometime well isn't well, who'd you say George
0: George Hamilton no George Hamilton's not a black guy. Can't be. I thought about it for a second he's just very tan he's yeah. a tan guy
1: it's Dude. Oh wow, this dude playing the colonel is hilarious. This dude's huge; he's a big colonel, That's, <laughs> That's a big
0: suit for a colonel. Yeah, so it's like it's like this big running joke. But I love that they follow through with this. This is it's sim- it, when you could like actually lean into these jokes like this. It's awesome. I really respect that game. I mean, I think yeah. about when
1: like Yakuza yeah, I mean, like this is a, what it tra- should like be. Right? Like, KFC is sort yeah. of because KFC for years was just a real basic. It's just a basic brand, right? Just an old white Kentucky dude selling chicken. And now they've just made it, you know, they've made it modern. They've made it fun. They've gotten different dudes to be the colonel. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he's doing this this rope pull with a big box of chicken. This might be the worst, the worst quality video I've seen on YouTube in probably about a decade. Um, but I'll send it to you because he's just pulling a big, he's pulling like a big sled of chicken across the ground. And he's dressed as the colonel. <laughs> He doesn't, I mean, he looks like, I mean, he's huge. This dude's suit has to be giant.
0: Yeah, he's, oh my God. Yeah, and you can see the, it looks like a big gi, right? Like it's yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely doesn't it's look huge. like. It's huge. He's huge. And it's funny because like he's got this little white patch of hair down down from his lip to his like chin. It's like yeah, a like they. <laughs> but then the rest of it totally just looks like this big giant Swedish dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has got to be the cheapest suit ever made.
1: Yes, like they exactly. definitely
0: just said, "All right, we need a one-time use white suit." <laughs> to he might he thing. might have ripped the first couple of them when he did it. Yeah, for sure. It's like this thing is made out of tissue paper. Do not move. Do, no sudden movements. All right, just make it bigger and baggier so that he can move in this thing. I just want to know a recipe. Like, is it is this
1: on Rotten Tomatoes? A recipe for des- uh, for des- uh, a recipe for seduction. Uh, yeah. It might be recipe for it is. oh my god 75 percent on rotten tomatoes with eight yeah, reviews here december 13th 2020 and it's mario lopez who you know he's got the gun showing yeah like it's totally uh yeah this is totally a thing it's great i'd watch it why not yeah re- review next week i i don't think it's that long i think it's like 30 45 minutes that's it yeah that's it it's not long it's a lifetime movie
0: okay yeah, I'm down. I'm down to review it. You're not going to bail out after 5 minutes like you do with no, cats. No. It's a lifetime you?
1: original mini movie. And uh there's All a right. guy with a sweater tied around his around his uh around his shoulders. Um and there's Mario Lopez, uh, you know, in the background. Looks like Mario Lopez with the with the <laughs> with the KFC tie. But yeah, <laughs> it's totally a thing.
0: All right. Yeah, we'll review it. Let's I'm I'm down. It oh, it's 15 minutes. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not that long. That's what I mean. It's I think it's 43 Happy, happy to do it. No, it's 43 minutes. 43 minutes it's, to be exact.
0: All right. Rotten Tomatoes needs to get the shit together because it literally says 15 minutes here. All right. Yeah, I'm down. I'll watch it. Get the week off. Might as well.
1: Yeah, what else you got to do?
0: Nothing. Let's do it. All right. Let's go on to the next story, shall we? The oldest profession. Reading from Reuters. That's how you pronounce it, right? Reuters. All right, here we go. Archaeologists uncover ancient street food shop in Pompeii. Yeah, that's right. People say the oldest profession is prostitution. I'm saying the oldest profession is cook. Because people I, are always I, cooking I
1: agree shit. with shit because you got to eat. Everyone's yeah. got to
0: eat. Yeah, like even when even when you bludgeon an, an animal and you didn't know what to do with the cooking and you just needed to like eat it. Someone, someone, had, still to had, to, to, someone had to grab that piece and hand it to you and be like, food. You're like, thanks. Then you bang them. <laughs> That's, that is the profession. You pay anyway. for
1: food, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But for food comes first, I think. Here we go. Written from Rome. Going to Reuters. Why would you write this? Rome, parentheses, Reuters. Like on your website. Why are you citing yourself? I got problems with the internet sometimes. This is one of them. Archaeologists in Pompeii, a city that you're very familiar with. I right? am? Yeah, you blew it up or something. Archaeologists in Pompeii, the city buried in a volcanic eruption in 79 AD, have made the extraordinary find of a frescoed hot food and drink shop that served up the ancient equivalent of street food to Roman passerbys known as a oh shit, termopolium termopolium. Sure, we'll call it that Latin for. Latin for hot drinks counter, the shop was discovered in the archeolo- in the archaeological parks Regio V or 5 I guess, Regio 5 site, which is not yet open to the public and unveiled on Saturday. Traces of nearly 2000-year-old food were found gross in some of the deep terracotta jars containing hot food which the shopkeeper lowered into counter into a counter with circular holes. The front of the counter was decorated with brightly coloured frescoes One, some depicting animals that were part of the ingredients in the food sold, such as a chicken and two ducks hanging upside down. Sounds delicious. Here, I'll send you the link so you can see some of these pictures. Quote, this is an extraordinary find. It's the first time we are excavating an entire termopolium. And termopolium, end quote, said Massimo Osana director of Pompeii Archaeological Park. Archaeological park. Archaeologists also found a decorated bronze drinking bowl known as a Patera ceramic jars used for cooking stews and soups, wine flasks, and amphora. Pompeii, 23 kilometers southeast of Naples, was home to about 13,000 people when it was buried under ash, Pum- pumas, pumas pebbles? I don't know what that means. Yeah. And dust as it entered... Pumice, pumice pebbles, as as bleh, and dust as it entered the force of an eruption equivalent to many atomic bombs. Quote: Our preliminary analysis shows that the figures drawn in the front of the counter represent, at least in part, the food and drink that were sold there. End "Quote," said Valer, said Valeria Amoretti a site anthropologist. Amoretti said traces of pork, fish, snails, and beef had been found in the containers. Gross. A discovery she called a, quote, testimony to the great variety of animal products used to prepare dishes. End quote. About two-thirds of 66 hectare, or 165 acre, ancient town has been uncovered. The ruins were not discovered until the 16th century, and organized excavations began around 1750. A rare documentation of Greco-Roman life, Pompeii is one of Italy's most popular attractions and a UNESCO World Heritage site. That's it.
1: Wow. That's Do you think cool. the people worried about the cleanliness of these f- street shops? Like that's one of the first things that I think most people who, <laughs> when you move to New York, right, and you see the the street food, and everyone's like, you know, there's a group of people who go, oh, don't street, eat the street meat. meat, oh, the meat don't the eat street meat, and then <sighs> you eat it, and then you who realize who are those oh, people? But that's what I'm saying. It's people who don't who haven't lived in New York for very long, because the street meat halal place by where I used to work on on Fifth Ave and 45th Street was delicious. I believe it was on 45th and Six, or what became Avenue of the Americas. But man, that place was delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what was there it was, that sauce, the white sauce and the red sauce. Ooh,
0: yeah. Mm. So yeah, that stuff is amazing. The street meat is delicious. There's there's an awesome one here in uh, here in Bay Ridge. There is. I think my favorite was this place called Mido's or something that was on uh, 18th and 6th Avenue. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. And that place was awesome. And there was like on that court, on that street, uh, on that intersection, there was at least two on two corners of the, uh, of that intersection. But this one was the best and you're right. You get a little white, you get a little hot and you know, that chicken over spicy rice. That's the kicker. You need a place that does spicy rice. But it is awesome, and you know who would be one of those people who doesn't who doesn't like street meat? My dad, for sure, would be one of those people It's like, "Don't get the street meat," and he's wrong because that stuff is the best. But I've actually stopped eating New
1: Yorkers. There's I, a certain group of New Yorkers who look down on it, and then a certain group of New Yorkers who have it every day for lunch.
0: Yeah, the people who look down on it are incorrect. I remember standing in line at Mido's, and this woman was like, "I get the fish over rice every day." I'm like, "You are out of your fucking mind." And I continue to get my chicken over rice. I don't know what it is. Something about fish over it, it, It's just weird. I wouldn't get fish there. I don't know why. That's probably safer than the chicken, but whatever. But I actually stopped doing the white sauce because that's the stuff that'll kill you. That is the most unhealthy part of that whole thing. The rest is not that but it is the white, I thought it was
1: just the yogurt sauce. What is it?
0: No, it's like a lot of mayo. It's like uh, mayo and other shit in there. But mayo is the first ingredient for sure it's like you it's like mayo and vinegar and i remember i asked a guy once i'm like what's in it and he said it's and he basically said that he's like it's mayo and vinegar and a lot of other stuff i'm like yeah okay because
1: it's awesome like it yeah, tastes it just like, you phenomenal. don't want to know don't ask those questions just eat it eat it it's delicious because yeah.
0: you get you get that stuff in there you get you get a little bit of white you get a little bit of hot you mix all that stuff together and you have one of the most delicious things for five dollars and you're
1: Sheet. full because you used to be life. I used to eat half of it and put the rest of the half before I left work. Like a little you can't handle afterwards. it. After work, well again at the time I couldn't handle it. It was too much.
0: Amateur. Yeah, sure. I crush it. I I I just destroy those. And I feel great afterwards. <laughs> and when you don't when you don't have the white sauce either and you get all hot, ooh, that is fire. That stuff hangs around for days. <laughs> You got you got, just got the tingly feeling in your mouth, and you're like, "Oh, you're still here." Yep. Where are we going? I'm like, "Well, I guess guess we're, yes, yeah. we're going to get sushi." So, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know. So, again, yeah. like I'm
1: assuming that street vendors, most places other than probably the majority of the U.S. is a common thing. Like it's not a common here in New Zealand, but like big cities, right? You go to big cities, yeah. If you have a city, absolutely. The street giving you hot dogs or giving you something from a street cart is not. I mean, again, the food trucks, right? Food trucks are basically like the hipster version of a street vendor. They're just trying to be fancier. It's the same yeah. thing. So if you eat from a food truck, you should be able to eat from the Halal dude on on 6th Ave. It's no Absolutely.
0: different. Yeah, I mean, well, there's you know, a little bit of difference. They got they got more equipment in those things, but you don't know that.
1: Nah, but the food truck's got like cursive writing and they paint it black and they've got some catchy name. The Halal dude's been slinging that meat, that chicken over rice for 40 years. Yeah the meat of the street yeah
0: yeah i i think anytime yeah once it's pedestrians it's all about that pedestrian traffic when yeah, you I've have a line of it, have you ever
1: been places. in a line in a street where you kind of start to wonder about your life choices and then you get it and you eat it and you go okay no, i get it <laughs> what do you oh yeah uh because you're like in the middle of the street you're like in the middle of the sidewalk like standing in the oh, line yeah. street meat yeah but if you know it's good Oh, it's delicious. Like I said, it's it's you, you got my mouth watering over here. I haven't thought about street beating in ten years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I like a good street vendor. I remember I was in um and and that was my biggest temptation in Mexico. I never did it, but the Mexico City, the the guy's making like just just all sorts of stuff on the street, and all of it always smelled delicious and looked delicious. And I and but I was advised, like, yeah, don't don't
1: get that stuff. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I won't should have done it should have walked on the wild side
0: i should have i would love to document i i would love to document all this street food in mexico city and actually find it and be like no no i found the best tacos and they're made by this person in the slum over there and where they're like sneezing on their hands but i'm telling you the tacos are the best you'll ever have in your life
1: but look man some of the best meals i've ever had is just from some dude or some woman in like kind of in the middle of nowhere in something that doesn't necessarily look like it's, you know, the, the the cleanest, right? It's not like you're eating at a five-star restaurant or a four-star restaurant. Yeah. It's like it's just this woman who's just been like, I mean, again, the, the best meal I've ever had in Japan was I that. I was just about to say, I'm like, you're just, you're just yeah, talking about the Okanoli I I, 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 have, I have dreams about that stuff. It's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> I've dreamed about eating. that. I mean, I, that was the best meal. It's the best meal I've ever had. And again, you you can you can you can maybe debate that there's other meals that you've had that are just as good, but do you admit that that I that would. stuff was delicious? It was great. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I'm not going to disagree. It was great. I, is it my top? No, but I it is very your top meal that you've it. ever had? Ever? Well, that's what I mean. Like if I think of ever, I've had a lot of meals, right? But that's one of those. I'm trying to just think the memorable meals that you've had, like memorable, like even even thinking about the Japanese thing, like
0: just Japan alone. That that place we went to in Kobe, that steak, that Kobe steak.
1: It was good. Was, it was good. It was very good. But it was also a little upscale. And again, I would say pound for pound, the best food I've ever had, the region of best food where every single meal I had was delicious, is New Orleans. Yeah. I never, By never. Like every single meal when we were in New Orleans was great. We didn't have one. Bad, like, you know, Japan, we've had some bad meals, right? I've had a couple of bad meals in Japan where you're just like, oh, man, this did not. Yeah, every, it. the breakfasts. That's it's awful. Difference. It's terrible. It's just, yeah, and I've had, it. and I and, I, and I feel like I've had some bad. Like I've maybe had bad ramen once. Yeah, because like, again we is. didn't know what bad ramen is, and then we talked to Ashton, and Ashton goes, "Oh no, you'll know, you'll know. Well, you need enough of this stuff, you'll start finding out what bad ramen is, and you start being able to tell the difference." Because that ramen down there, that ramen museum was also that's on there as well of one of the best meals I've ever had. That oh bowl yeah, bowl that that thing was awesome. That <laughs> was is, is, is that is that over the okonomiyaki? Is that better? I
0: think so, but that's only because I think I like ramen more than okonomiyaki. But as an experience, the okonomiyaki thing, was just a lot of fun, it was, great. It was all like of that it also was added food. to yeah. yeah.
1: So it was it was cool. So if you're just going by food, I wouldn't I'm put going it by all of it. I'm going by the whole the whole experience, like getting there, the process of it, the the people around you, the 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 experience of eating it, like all of it, like it's the whole experience of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was fun. I, I, I don't know where the best would be, but if you're going to take it into account because
1: well, you live in New York city, exactly, <laughs> it, it, yeah. ruins you. it ruins you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say off the top of my head, one of my favorite meals and I think about it a lot is, uh, and I'll give a shout out to Nashville and say that hopefully everybody's Everybody's hanging in there down there after the the events of, uh, of Christmas morning when the – if you don't know that a bomb went off in Nashville in like the downtown area. But it's actually a place right around the corner from there called Gray and Dudley's. And I went there with Greg uh, when we were there for a hockey tournament and I got – and that place was amazing. That was one of the best meals I've ever
1: had was there. I mean, we've had some good barbecue as well. Like now that you talk about Nashville, right? Like the barbecue in Austin, oh, the barbecue yeah. I had in Kansas oh, City yeah. when I went to Kansas salted City. And str- salt
0: and uh, Salt. Salt lick. Salt lick.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. Mix that up with the salted <laughs> ice cream. I, I almost ate my own fingers. <laughs> it was delicious. It was like great. Yeah. Great.
0: I love barbecue. Barbecue. I mean, just talk about favorite food. I think barbecue brisket is my favorite food. Full stop.
1: It's it's good. Now again, I, I haven't haven't had barbecue brisket in a long time. It's it's up there, but I mean, I I think the I think the Okanomi, I think it ruined me. All
0: right, man. It just, it just it just we'll it
1: just everything came we'll have together. to go
0: back. We'll have to go back.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So like again, like street food. I mean, there's something about the experience of not being in a fan. I mean, the barbecue does this as well, right? Like it's not the whole. There's something about being too fancy of a restaurant, right? Where you feel like you get there and it feels real stiff.
0: And the ambiance,
1: and it just feels like you're spending a bunch of money versus go up to the counter and you tell them, "I want half a half a pound of brisket, I want half a pound of pork ribs, I want some macaroni and cheese, I want some greens, I want something on the side." And you sit down, and they bring it out to you on a tray, and it's like you're at a park with like a big giant jug of like iced tea and you're sitting there stuffing like there's something about just like you remove all the fancy dining experience and it's just like good food. You're just sitting there on a park bench. (laughs) There's something about that that just helps with the food ambiance to me, which is kind of what the allure of the street food is, right? It's just some guy on the side of the street, just trying to make a living. And it's some of the best food you ever have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I I like, I love the street food. I mean,
0: did we get even the street food in, um, in Osaka the um what were those things called those uh takoyakis those oh, like the little uh,
1: octopus balls
0: yeah the octopus balls those are pretty good you can have a lot of them but the first ones No cuz
1: after about 2 you start yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it, gets, it gets a little yeah then you just
0: you're just eating goo and it's weird
1: yeah it's a, it's a little <laughs> too gooey like the consistency is a problem <laughs> yeah, but the first yeah the first, the first, first one's solid one delicious Second yeah. one, you question. you like, why did I do this? Why did I do two of these? Because yeah, they come on they, a stick, right? St- so they give, you a, they give you like a stick of like four. No, they usually come in like a little
0: cup of like
1: six or so. They come like six or eight. Yeah. So I, I two. would have
0: two in between. Two by three, two by four. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, again, yeah. I think the street food is one of those things that's been replaced in the Western world by – Food carts, like it's definitely in New Zealand, right? There's food carts, but you don't have have like, yeah, Yeah, it's food trucks. Like food trucks are the, it's the upscale version of a, of street food because it's mobile. You can park anywhere. And again, New Zealand has a lot of, had a, has a lot of food carts, but they don't have a lot of street food. Like I haven't walked around even in Auckland, right? You go to the biggest city, obviously. And it's not like there's some dude on the side of the street at 2, 3 in the morning selling hot dogs. I mean, I think it's a great business, and you just give me a great idea <laughs> of how to spend my evenings. Yeah, what <laughs> so do you get out do? there and make sell hot it. Sell it to your four neighbors? <laughs> the closest that we have to that is at the hardware store. They have this thing called a sausage si- sizzle on Saturdays. It's like, it's, it's like how people fundraise stuff on Saturday and Sunday, and it's just a bunch of people cooking sausages and bread outside of the hardware store. <laughs> so obviously going to a bunch of hardware stores because you're doing house stuff. And it's some kid trying to sell you sausage and a piece of white bread. And I just can't. I'm not, I'm not down with it. Can't do it. It's weird. And it's not because I don't like sausage or white bread. It's because I'm not eating meat. And, uh, you know, look, quarantine, quarantine. We've uh, we've got to cut back in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Got to hold back the calories there. You're getting. Uh, yeah, again, it's just it's just it's sitting inside being at your desk. You're not as active. So you got you to get back to it. But all right. Fair enough. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, they have in Portland.
0: They have these things called pods which are, which they say, oh, it's like a bunch of food trucks, but they're like permanent fixtures of well, permanent quotes, I guess. But they, they're basically these, they're most of these pods are food trucks or like these small shacks or outposts of other restaurants. And it, it honestly, it's just a, it's a, they're food courts. Like let's just call it what they are. They're outdoor food courts. That's what they are. It's just fine. They're good. I mean, they're great. The food in Portland's excellent. And that's like another version of, of this, but it's not a it's not a walking city. It's uh, a lot of people will ride bikes, and it's a very active city. But you still have to drive places. It's not like you just walk past a place. So they have this destination of food carts, it's an interesting uh mm.
1: it's an interesting hybrid model. Yeah, doesn't Portland have more food carts than anywhere else in the U.S.
0: Yeah, but that's because they have these pods things, and it's like some bullshit because you know they just they just sit there. It's not like they drive. They don't drive. Where, where do they go?
1: yes yeah, so, you go so by so the middle
0: ch- of the road, and there's a there's a like they have a uh, this Korean barbecue place, uh, I think it's called what is it? <laughs> Hang on, I gotta uh, I gotta find the name of this because it's a uh, it's a great pun. I really like the name of it. I haven't eaten at it, which I I'm not not I'm happy like about that. I haven't eaten
1: at like it. fancy names instead of just being like this is the this is the street meat cart. It's like um, I'm trying to think of one. Um, like, like there's a donut truck here called like Friday or something like F R Y D A Y or some, some jokey like that Friday donuts or something like that. Um, so they always got some, they've got some weird hipster name to them that's supposed to draw a bunch of young people to eating food out of a truck. <laughs> Cause that's what you're still doing. You're still eating food out of a, out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. So there's this place called like this, I think technically qualifies as a, as a food truck. But I'm going to send you this this link, and it's called this. It's a great name. It's called Kim Jong Grillin. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's what you do. <laughs> that is that is and that is the most Portland thing imaginable. But you click on this thing. This thing hasn't moved. It's been there for, I mean, since my dad's been living there, so years. Oh, that it's looks Korean delicious. barbecue. It does look delicious. I don't know why I haven't eaten there yet. I really got to get my shit together. But yeah, but you see what I mean? It's technically in a truck, but it's yeah, more yeah, like an is, it's outdoor like a restaurant.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like a truck that doesn't move. It's a trailer with an awning over it.
0: Yeah, but if that's being factored into your uh, into your food truck count, yeah. then all right, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, Portland. Let's try,
1: stop inflating your numbers. I think it's yeah, really yeah. cool like around that. this area there's a bunch of like takeout places. like they're all just considered takeout places. But yeah, yeah like, like if I on this, this totally looks like what I would expect Portland to look like as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to send you
0: this other thing. So this is in a, this is in a pod and there's a place called chicken and guns.
1: Cause again, yeah, that's, that's what horrible. I mean, man. This is, this is, we've done this. Our generation has done this. You can't blame baby boomers for this. It's us. <laughs> yeah, well, this is our monstrosity. All of these, yeah. Chicken and guns. Pyro, but pizza. the thing is, like
0: you go you go to the street view and you look at this thing, and what does it look like? It looks like an outdoor food court, but all these things with these permanent fixtures. So if you're saying, "Oh, this is food trucks," are they? They're not
1: really food trucks. Yeah, but it's all these pl- these places are all like takeout food stands. Like, yeah, like if you just sort of start no, going people, around. people
0: order and eat there. Most people don't. I don't think
1: most people take them out. Right, but it's like but you're kind of eating outside. It's not like a restaurant. It's like a cart, right? And then exactly, you kind of it's, a it's, it's a food court. It's a food court. Yeah. Yeah, it's on a trailer. It's a restaurant on a trailer. Yeah. The place is good, though. I mean, it's it's fun. Those are cool. and uh, it's, It looks wow. very Portland. It's like fusion food, right? Everything in Portland looks like it's fusion food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not just one. Like, you just can't make tacos. Like, they've got to be, like, tacos with Japanese fusion, which just means you add, like, a little bit of different rice and maybe you put some sesame seeds in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or you have uh, or some or tacos, tacos or something. Two, like, uh, sushi like uh, sushi tacos, um, but anyway, I, I think this is pretty cool. I, they and it's crazy how the pictures and the jars of food like that's interesting. Yeah, like do you think anybody's brave enough to try those, or would you die immediately? <laughs> <laughs> you know, after this coronavirus, I think I think, uh, yeah, I think the same thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. You just try that. You know, all of a sudden, you've unleashed uh, COVID yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, it's COVID twenty. Like, uh, okay, no, thank you. Yeah
1: yeah cartopia so it's cartopia and it's chicken and guns oh yes yeah, so i'm looking at these pictures and it's like five it's like six places all together but they're all carts yeah they're not carts though they're they're in shacks they are but they're but they're carts though like if you really had to move it you could it'd be a pain but you could i mean they, they also they,
0: they have these um
1: it, so
0: they also have in portland the other thing they have are these um like drive-through coffee stands which look like Token the size of token booths, but they're coffee stands.
1: Man, Portland. Like I just flipped through these pictures on this, and this is exactly what I would expect Portland to look like. Like the people, the art, like all of it. <laughs> like it's just if I just had to draw Portland. I've never been to Portland, but if I just had to draw what Portland looked like, I think I could nail it. Yeah. Well, I recommend it. It's a nice sitting. It's good. It's good. Nice so look, people eat food. eat street food. It's good for you.
0: It, it's well, good experience.
1: It's it's better it's than eating like fancy restaurant. Like, don't go eat a red lobster. It's good, like, for, the go it's good for the soul. Go it's good for the soul. It's not good making a lobster roll and some cheese biscuits outside of a cart. It's probably better, and cheaper. Okay, you trust lobster out of a cart? Well, what's it? Luke's lobster roll is kind of out of a cart, isn't it? No. Well, the times I've had it, it's never like a real restaurant. It's like you go up to a counter and you pay thirty bucks. Yeah, for, it's really small, but that's not <laughs> street. street. That's not that's street, street, street small, That's not a lobster drawn in butter in a roll. <laughs> That's not an open that's not an open air guy cracking cr- open air guy cracking lobsters in the middle of the street. Luke's lobster has to be one of the most overrated places of all time. I'm just gonna say <sighs> it. <laughs> it's delicious, though. It's, it's so super good. expensive for what you it's, get.
0: Yeah, that's every lobster roll. It's every lobster. I,
1: again, it's just it's one of those things that I'm just like, this is this is not a, a I lobster want it it's
0: over it's overpriced because lobster is overpriced and not where I want to spend my money. Lobster used to be poor
1: people food, by the way. So did Oxtel. All right, yeah. If oxtail is expensive, shame on you. It's delicacy now. Hipsters, hipsters, hipsters ruin everything. They do. Yeah, and it's our fault. You know what? I think millennials need to take responsibility for the fact that we have made food that should not be expensive very expensive.
0: I don't. I the, the lobster thing was pre. I'm not taking
1: responsibility for that. I think the oxtail thing, to, like, like the lobster roll, right? Like instead of going to a fancy r- restaurant and getting like, uh, you know, like a filet mignon steak and a lobster tail, right? Like we've instead turned it into like this roll. Where it's like it's street food. You just, you know, you it's got a roll and butter. You just walk around with it. Like we did that. <laughs> the, the, the boomers didn't do that. They did the lobster tail in the restaurant.
0: All right, we did that in uh, in Japan. I just couldn't
1: believe that it was there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean they're never big, but. No, it, yeah, it's it, insulting. Every time I get one, I, I'm, I'm ashamed at my choice. I'm not because every time, delicious. Every time, it's, it's just, not worth it. If you want to tell
0: about one of the best tasting things in the world? That's one of them. No, it's just butter. If it was five dollars, but that change it'd your be mind? fine. It'd be good. Okay, it'd be fine. All right, let's talk about Michael Jackson. I went to uh,
1: stuff.co.nz. Yes, New Zealand's. Uh, arguably, rag of a newspaper of a, of a website. They got it's like everything. Our New York Post title, they kind of, kind of. It's better than the New York Post, but it's. You know. They talk about everything,
0: and I first found this story about a guy who's like 2020 was the best year ever because I was on the street, I had a hernia operation, and then the church came and saved me. I was like, this is a great uplifting story. But then I scrolled a little further, and I found this billionaire buys Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch for 31 million dollars, and I thought, hey, let's talk about this instead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you go to Stuff Now, there's a missing man found in his car. Two days, so he's alive, but his car crashed over the side of a steep bank, and he's just been in the in the car. He went. He was reported missing on Christmas Day, and he was last seen in Papamoa, and he was off the side of a. Uh, he was conscious in his car, and he was just hanging out. He wasn't missing. He was hiding. Yeah. So, uh, props to you, Let's Greg call it Shaw. What it is. Yeah. He was.
0: He was. He knew what. He was like, I can't, I can't. I was really hoping COVID was going to surge here and wouldn't have to deal with that shit this year, but no, I can't. Yeah. So he, he took a ride and he hid probably found, he was found in a car with a bunch of snacks. That's the telltale sign. Okay, here we go. Neverland ranch. The former home of the late Michael Jackson has been sold to a billionaire for $22 billion after being after being listed back in 2015 for US $100 million. Wow, that's a hell of a cut. The ranch has been sold to Ron Burkle, per the, that's a fun name, for the Wall Street Journal, who cited public records and several people familiar with the details of the agreement in a report on Thursday. Burkle is the co founder of the private investment firm Ukaipa? Ukaipa Companies, I guess, whatever. He also worked closely with Jackson in the years before his death in 2009, with TMZ describing him in a separate report as a former business advisor to the singer. Earlier this month, the Michael Jackson estate landed a victory in connection with the legal battle over the 2019 documentary Leaving Neverland, which I still haven't watched. And don't- Haven't watched watch it either, it. And I don't necessarily know if I want to. I don't want to. If I wanted to, I would have watched it by now. The estate previously- Like, that's a thing where- at that point, you're like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's like, nope, if you haven't watched it now, you're never gonna watch it. Kind of like the you're R. Kelly same.
1: documentary. I'm not gonna watch that either. I just saw enough I don't either.
0: Yeah, it's I'm like I get it. I
1: okay, okay, got he's a, it. He's a terrible guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 seriously. I don't need I don't need to hear how terrible somebody is for an hour and a half. I get it. I'm not going around watching Hitler documentaries all the time. It sounds terrible. The estate previously argued is that a good analogy? <laughs> 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 I mean, I get it. It's a bad dude. I'm never gonna watch Downfall.
1: I think I think Hitler's on a tier of his own.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. The estate the estate previously argued that the documentary was a violation of a decades-old non- Disparagement clause from a 1992 concert film with HBO responding by arguing that the clause in question was not pertinent to leaving Neverland. HBO also gr- argued that this is not relevant to the story, but um, no, there's two weird. sentences left. So I'm gonna finish. I know, not because it's stuff. Because it's HBO on stuff, also, right? I mean, this is stuff. This is what stuff
1: does. Yeah,
0: HBO also argued that the estate was trying to silence alleged victims of sexual assault. Per variety, a panel of three judges upheld a lower court ruling, allowing for the estate to take the dispute to arbitration here's the question what would you do if
1: you owned neverland ranch what's on neverland ranch
0: like an amusement park on neverland ranch
1: i, I mean i guess but is it like i'm really confused like if it hasn't i mean michael jackson's been dead for a while hasn't he when well, did michael Jackson die?
0: it's permanently closed that's what it is yeah, uh I, 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 2009 right is that what it said
1: Was it that long, 2009, 2010? So it's been, yeah, 2009. Yeah, 2009 is when he died. So he's been dead for a decade, right? Longer than that. So what are you going to do with this? Like, I I don't... Like, cool. You bought Neverland Ranch. Now what do you do? I I, I don't... I would probably, I guess, you try to make some... You don't buy this thing without trying to make some money off of it, but then that kind of makes you a terrible person, right? Like, do you make money off of it and donate it if you're a billionaire? Or do you tear it down and use the land for something else? I don't know.
0: I don't know. You look at the you look at these pictures. Like I'm just I'm just looking on Google Images, seeing pictures of these things. The the front of it just it looks like you're entering an amusement
1: park. Yes, it's like a big clock on the on the front of it. Is the yeah. monkey still there? Is Bubbles the monkey still there? Right? <laughs> <monkey> named Bubbles. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Bubbles still in the house? I
0: have no idea. Yeah, but Neverland Ranch is like an amusement
1: park. That's what it looks like. Yeah it's weird yeah, yeah it's so like, i guess you would like rent it out i don't know what you do with it like i just one of those things where i'm just kind of like well like i guess if you're a billionaire again he's probably got some big philanthropic or some big tax saving way of, of using this and he bought it for cheap right so he'll the probably do nothing closely, the guy
0: worked closely works. with michael jackson you think he's Imagine. gonna do you think he's got some altruistic uh, thing let's let's look up ron burkle a guy who's got enough money to sue the shit out of us for no goddamn reason whatsoever yeah. just because he wants to yeah, but you know, we don't matter, so it's fine. Yeah, just wait. Ronald Wayne Burkle is an American billionaire businessman. He is co founder and manager partner for the UKIPA Companies LLC, a private investment firm that in U.S. companies in in distribution, logistics, food, retail, consumer, hospitality, entertainment, sports, and light industrial sectors. UKIPA has extended. Has executed grocery chain mergers and acquisitions involving supermarket chains, including Fred Myers, Rouse, and You know what? This is like the kind of guy who you're like, this guy's got a billion dollars. And if you talk to him for three hours about what he does, you still wouldn't know what he did at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, philanthropy. Here we go. He's got the Ron Burkle Foundation. In 1997 Burkle donated 15 million for the construction of Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh, it's like one of those philanthropy things. Ronald W. Burkle Foundation. So Burkle is a found is a founder and chairman of the of his own name, Burkle Foundation. The foundation's stated mission is to positively influence people around the world and their communities by supporting programs that strengthen international understanding, foster workers' group empowerment. I'm not reading this. This is of nonsense. I don't I don't really understand like if I if I Google so then you Google the, the Ron like I'm going down the
1: rabbit hole of Ron Burkle. <laughs> yeah, <but> I don't <laughs> like, like I mean, I guess the question is what would you do with it? Because I really don't know. Like I think I'd probably rent it out for like an Airbnb to some rich guys or turn it into some type of Peter Pan amusement park, right? Because that's what Neverland is. So you do something you lean into the name, but you try to scrub Michael Jackson off of it, I think. You have to, but is it possible? I don't think you do. I, I, I mean you have to change the name, right? You have to change it from Neverland Ranch to something else.
0: Every. I mean, it's nev- nev- never Always never Neverland. Ever every land. Always land. Always land, yeah. Always land farm. That's what I'd call it yeah I guess, I guess you open it up or like this this dude bought it, but do you think he's gonna buy it for the purposes of doing that? Probably not it's like a museum like people are you definitely profit off of it, right? Like you're fine for that much money the amount of people who still love Michael Jackson like is he timeless? do you think?
1: Yes he's the greatest pop star of all time period. so you
0: think people who are being
1: born today Absolutely, you know. Look, people stop playing R. Kelly's music. I don't think they'll ever stop. That's one of the people where they were like, "Okay, look, we're not listening to R. Kelly anymore," because R. Kelly's a bad man. Yeah, but, but Michael, he wasn't. Yeah. Ah, Michael's got too many hits <laughs> from the Jackson Five to his own personal stuff to Thriller. Ah, I don't know if I can stop listening to Michael Jackson. Yeah. So he's, he's timeless. timeless. He's he's the greatest pop
0: star of all time. Yeah, so I would make it like I'd keep the amusement part bits. I'd probably make it like, you know, if I was looking at it from a profitable standpoint, I'd make it like a Michael Jackson Mecca. That's what I would do. Because that
1: doesn't really exist, does it? Other than this place. But you do like Graceland, right? That's Elvis's thing. So you just do something yeah. like Graceland. You do something very similar. And you yeah, just you make up a little museum. And then you talk about the good and the bad, right? Yeah, you set up a little museum.
0: You know, you you, you say what he did. You're like, thanks to him. There's there's. Quality music at weddings and bar mitzvahs for ages to come. That's that's the influence. That's what he's got. You you start from the beginning. You know, you sell you sell the the documentary in the gift shop. You have Michael Jackson bobbleheads.
1: Yeah, you donate all money to some cause because his his weird kids are fine. His adopted weird kids are going to be just fine. So yeah, you you find. You find Not all the call? money.
0: No, I'm keeping. I'm going to keep most of the money, but I'll, I'll donate some of it. Sure.
1: Well, you put it to your nonprofit, which means you can pay yourself out for administration fees, and then whatever left you give to, you know, to the actual kids who need it. Yeah, you do
0: what Trump's nonprofit does and buy buy paintings of yourself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's always ways around it. There's always ways. Yeah, that was interesting. I I can't believe that it, the depreciation of this this property. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, million? it is. twenty two. Yeah, it's a mega mansion, which is hard to sell, anyways, right? But when you put sort of the fact that there's a good chance that he sexually assaulted young boys, that well, that's going to drive your price down, right? Won't help. Won't help. That's for sure. No. No. Yeah.
0: So. Anyway, that's it on that. Uh. We, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish.
1: It's holiday time.
0: President, listen. Sucks. I'm going to <laughs> say this. I'm going to say this. It's no doubt. Da- it's it's no surprise. We've talked about it before. John and I are both big fans of Chris Cuomo on CNN. Uh, really holding up the fake news organization there at the at, with his Cuomo primetime show. Listen to his intro monologue. Uh, I think it was from Tuesday. What was it, Tuesday night? The 22nd. Yeah, let's call it the twenty second. It was the twenty second or the twenty third. But when he saw us, and, and, and the way he gets down to it, his whole message is Trump is the worst. Yes, it's one of the funniest moments I've ever seen. It was it was amazing. Probably probably one of Cuomo's best opening monologues. Dropped all the bullshit, yeah, all it. pretense. It's like it. nope. This, yeah, he he went after it. So check that out. But enough of that shit. Let's jump into some media therapy. But before that, I got a question for you. I was going to ask this last week, but I but I held it up. But I stopped because, you know, because um, Greg uh, had that good suggestion. So we're going to go with mine. Who's older? Viola Davis or Paul Giamatti? That's a- Viola Davis, of course, star of the, the titular. She plays the titular character in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, where she, of That's course, cool. plays Bottom.
1: <laughs> oh, who's older? I'm going to say Paula Giamatti's older. Well, no. Viola Davis has to be older. She, she's older than him by like five years. She has to be. She's got to be so close to good. Denzel. I mean, Denzel's. She's, she's, yeah, it's hard to tell because she could be <laughs> so like 51 good. and 52, and she could be 56, 57. So I'm going to go with my gut, which is going to tell me she is 57.
0: You're close. But also, how old do you think Denzel is?
1: Denzel's in his 60s. He's like late 60s. But I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think six. of like the class that I put them. So he's older. I'm just trying to say older, older.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Denzel's 65. Yes and viola davis is two years older than paul
1: giamatti oh wow man paul giamatti you have not aged well <laughs> Great game. this is one of the greatest games we've ever come up with it really is it's really fun it's a good time i gotta i really
0: should keep track of this one for double two just to deliver just to get the the, the paul giamatti spectrum um, yeah
1: like where he fits into the age of, of Hollywood. yeah
0: exactly <laughs> it's pretty funny so anyway, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Big one, we'll get to it last because we're going to go deep and we'll spoil some stuff. But we'll talk about Wonder Woman uh, at the end, and we'll tell you when we get to spoilers. Yep. But until then, what you said you watched a lot of movies. I've, I've watched, seen a few. Movies. I'm, I'm looking
1: at them now. Right. I've watched, including Wonder Woman, in the Did last. You keep track? Yeah, it's easy to keep track. On Plex, I can keep track of what I've watched. Okay. I've basically watched about eight movies in the last two days. That's a lot of movies. I've basically sat around and watched movies. I'm not even going to pretend. we have been lazy. It's been raining. and I've been sitting there watching movies. It's been great. I've, we've had a lot of... Some of these movies I've watched before, right? And some of them I haven't and I can go through each one of those and give you the whole list of what I've watched. Okay. I do the same. I'm just taking a notes of what I've seen. So go ahead. Ken. So I'm going to start, and I'm going to do this in, it might be sort of order, but maybe not. So the first movie I watched, I mean, I also have watched, is A Ghost Story. Have you seen A Ghost Story? Uh, No. What is that? It is a movie with Casey Affleck, and I will read the synopsis. Recently deceased, a white-sheeted ghost returns to a suburban home to console his bereft wife, only to find that his spectral state he has become unstuck in time forced to watch passively as the life he knew and the woman he loved slowly slips away so now you're gonna see a theme here where me and Alice have been trying to hand off of you watch one movie I watch one movie <laughs> so you, pick, you you decide who picks what yes exactly you so alter page. Page. okay that's fair because we have very different taste our tastes are vastly wildly different mm-hmm. right so this movie is strange <laughs> It was it's odd it's, it's it's of the same vein of the lobster. And um, what's the other movie that's like the lobster? Like it's the weird A twenty four independent film realm of movies. It's very odd. That, I, I recommend it's the guy's other movie with the yes.
0: with the lesbian queen.
1: Yes, yes. It's just <laughs> odd, right? So I you watch this if you're one of those people that likes weird, thought provoking pieces, it's mostly silent. There's not a lot of talking in the movie. There's some very long, odd scenes in it. So watch it if you're one of those people that enjoys that type of movie. Okay. I don't. All right. Go ahead. After that, Edge of Tomorrow, one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. It's great. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's one of Tom Cruise's best movies, in my opinion. I really they're all, enjoy it. They're all great, but this one's specifically good it's, really, yeah, it's awesome. really, really good it's great it, and it not only not only is it good for like a story i mean alice watched this, and she normally tunes out of these movies the first five minutes because it's just visual effects right like it's it's explosions it's guys and mechs shooting stuff there's a sword in it it's all the stuff that she hates <laughs> and she watched this movie and said yeah it's pretty good because the whole story of it the time looping thing is great yeah they're making a they're making a sequel it's in pre-production God, if they're making a sequel, that's amazing because it's based live off of. Dire, well, live die of, repeat and repeat. Yes, it's based off of a manga, is what it's based off of. That's where the content comes from.
0: Yeah, man, Doug. uh Doug lyman's a great director. Like, I mean, it's he good. other it's than good. other than Jumper, he's he's made some great movies. <laughs> it's a good movie. So we. Samuel
1: Jackson wasn't Jumper. I, I do remember. I do remember Jumper. Yes, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> All right, to continue on my list because this list is long, <laughs> so I'm trying to get through them. All right, sorry. I just we watched uh, David uh, Burns know America YouTube jumper. Year. I'll do it. Okay, it's good. Who David Burns. That one? I don't know much about David Burns. Alice went to this concert, I believe, here in Wellington with her father. Uh, it's directed by Spike Lee. Oh, which is strange. <laughs> you don't think that the lead singer of the Talking Heads and Spike Lee would join together? It was very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think I would. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. After that, watch the movie called Run. Right? So this is a psychological thriller. And to read the synopsis, Chloe, a teenager who is confined to a wheelchair, is homeschooled by her mother Diane. Chloe soon becomes suspicious of her mother and begins to suspect that she might be harboring a dark secret. This poster is dope. It's good. It's a good movie. The ending's a little jokey, but it's good. It's it's If you've watched, there's a TV show that came out with um, I believe it's Kathy Bates. I think she plays the mother. Um, It's based on a true story. Let me see if I can find it as I'm filibustering to find the name of this TV show um, where basically she has a daughter who has all these medical issues and all these special needs. And she basically uses her daughter to fund her life. And, uh, yeah, it's very similar to that. So I don't want to ruin it. So if you've seen that, if you've seen that show, if you've seen this TV show, which is called uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, what is it called? Can't find it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I you can't try. find it. What is the name of this show? Um, Television Films. Nope, it's not one of these. Oh, them. Them. No, 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 no. It's, uh, I think it's, it might even be Kathy Bates. It might be somebody else. Anyways, give me, give me some time and I'll find it. Um, but basically it's a show where she's got a special needs daughter and the special needs daughter is actually, spoiler alert, not special needs. So, uh, okay. So yeah, that, 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 that movie's pretty good. Um, it's like a seven, six, seven, but it's watchable. It's watchable. and It's good. People like after it. that. Watch the movie called The Platform. Uh, this movie was horrific. It was gross. It's by a French dude, so it's it's in French, and it's basically I will read the synopsis. It is a mysterious place, an indescribable prison, a deep hole, an unknown lo- number of levels, two inmates living on each level, a descending platform containing food for all of them. An inhumane fight for survival, but also an opportunity for solidarity. So basically, the oh of
0: this, this. Movie, I yeah, I've heard okay. of this thing.
1: You're in prison, and the, basically, there's there's 200 plus levels in this prison. So what happens is every day they basically drop food from level one. So it's like this giant like smorgasbord of food, and they drop it from level one all the way down to level 200. So every month you switch what level what floor you're on. So you basically this guy wakes up he's level 43, and the food comes down. It's gross, right? So it's 40. It's what 100 other people have picked through this food because they're in prison and it basically drops down for a set amount of time and then it beeps and it drops down to the next level. And he starts level 43, then he ends up on level 100 or level 200, right? And that's the level where obviously by the time the food gets to you, there is no food. So then what do you do, right? You're in prison with another person for 30 days inside this level before it switches and you get the food drops down. There's no food there. I would not recommend like watching this movie unless you like this type of stuff. If you're like a human centipede fan, like and I'm not watching that crap, but this is basically what this reminds me of. It's this type of movie. Um, and it's gross. It's very yeah, gross. It's, and I'm I kind of wish I didn't watch it. Nah. <laughs> All right, next movie. Uh watch the King of Staten Island. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> Bill Burr's mustache was ridiculous. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the movie uh And Pete Davidson didn't really bother me. He seems kind of like a like a like a soul. He's a soulless giant. Is kind of what it's like. Again, it. like he. I feel like he just it played it. It fit. It fit the role. I thought. It I fit thought. The role. So like at first, uh, I was like, oh god, I, like this Pete Davidson movie. Like this dude is not like he's a comedian, but I don't think he's funny at all. He just kind of has a lot of issues. But then you watched the movie and it's great. I, th- I thought it did a good job. Thought the movie was great. Thought Bill Burr was great. Thought marissa Tomei was great. Thought it was good. I lo- liked it a lot. So if you like coming of age stories in a way. Um yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very uh it's very endearing. It's an endearing film.
1: Yes, it turns out to be very endearing. And if you like Bill Burr it's just Bill Burr being himself. <laughs> but again, if you like Bill Burr, it's fine. Alrighty. Uh I also watched a movie called Chicken People. Have you heard of the movie called Chicken People? <laughs> no. It is a documentary about people who raise chickens for competition. Right? Oh. So the trials and tribulations of those who breed exotic birds in the world of competitive poultry, three remarkably rich and diverse personalities who come together to compete in their shared passion to raise the perfect chicken. The film will follow the struggles and triumphs of these characters alongside a wide array of competitors, both human and chicken from Ohio National Poultry Show, considered the Westminster of chickens to the Dixie classic in Tennessee. So this is sort of like Best in Show, but instead of a parody, it's real, and these people raise chickens. It's a lot of fun to watch. I recommend, if you like documentaries, to watch Chicken People. It's from 2016. If you can find it, watch it. Yeah, people like it. The next movie I've watched, a movie called Palm Springs. Do you know what Palm Springs is or about? Yeah, I keep hearing about it, but I actually don't know what it's about. So it's an Andy Samberg movie. It oh. is. It's a rom-com. It's an Andy Samberg movie. And Andy Samberg is one of those people that it's great until it isn't. <laughs> people like this. It's apparently a good movie. It's got 94% of Rotten Tomatoes. Good God. That's my point, right? Because for me, I immediately, when I think of Andy Samberg, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very good. And a lot of that's because he's not the only one in it, right? Like the guy that plays the police Terry captain. captain. Terry Crews. Like he's got other people to sort of tone down the Andy Samberg because it could be a lot. J.K. Simmons is in this movie. So how bad could it be? This movie is great. This movie's a lot of fun it's it's kind of like edge of tomorrow but in a rom-com so if that's gonna buy you into watching it you should you should totally buy in i might have ruined it a bit but that's all i'm telling you i highly recommend that you watch this it's good okay i give it a watch it's only an hour 30 minutes jk simmons is in it it's Perfect. good It's a very good movie that's all i need so almost done here there's Two more, three more movies. Your Gallagher's
0: movie. in it too. All right, now I'm definitely in.
1: It's a good movie. You should watch it, and I've got it on my Plex, so feel free to watch. It's enjoyable. Did I talk about watching Greenland? I'm trying to remember. This is one of the earlier movies that I watched. <laughs> I can't remember if it was this week or last. No, I don't, think, I don't think you talked okay, about it. Okay, so Greenland is a Gerard Butler movie, an end-of-the-world movie, right? So I'll give you the synopsis. John Garrity, his estranged wife, and their young son embark on a perilous journey to find sanctuary as the planet-killing comet hurtles towards Earth. Amid terrifying accounts of the cities getting leveled, the Garrities experience the best and worst of humanity. As the countdown to the global apocalypse approaches zero, their incredible trek culminates in a desperate and last minute flight to a possible safe haven it's a disaster movie is yeah. it's a
0: disaster of a movie
1: or it's a disaster? no it's fine but it's a disaster movie it's fine right like if you've seen uh what is it day after tomorrow is that is that a real movie yeah yeah okay. it's a rolling a- joint yeah, there you go. So it's like that. It's like 2012. It's like San Andreas. Think about all the movies you think of where it's like, oh god, I can't believe this is happening. Look at the comet. Look at the earthquake. Look at the sea. It's that. <laughs> okay. Right? And it's got Gerard Butler in there with his Scottish accent. It's, if you like watching Into the World movies, you'll enjoy this. If you don't, you can probably skip it. I'm not going to
0: miss Gerard Butler. Gerard seems Butler like, seems like a good dude, but he, I feel like whenever he's in a movie, there's like a lot of spreadsheets going on. And it's like, we know we're gonna make this much money.
1: <laughs> That's Butler's kind of what they did here. Gerard, he he we're just not going we're
0: not gonna make we're not gonna make uh, you know, two hundred or a hundred million dollars. We're gonna make fifty million dollars on this thing. Yes.
1: And it's got Morena Baccarin in it, who is a very gorgeous woman. She is the she is Deadpool's love interest in oh, both of okay. Deadpool movies. So she's she is in this as well, yes, so she is fun and there's some good moments in there. But yes, if you got some time to kill, watch it. If not, watch any of the other movies I told you, and you'll be just fine. Except for, ex- the- <laughs> yeah, don't watch the platform <laughs> that gross, <laughs> gross movie. Um, have I talked about Nebraska? Have I talked about that movie? It's an old, no, movie. yeah, it came out, it.
2: Yeah,
1: came out okay. a long time ago, right? So it's a base, yeah, so it's, it's got a uh, uh, what's in there, name? it's got Bob Odenkirk in there. Got Bruce Dern. It's fine if you like these types of movies about old white guys trying to redeem their love for their kids. It's fine, man. Fine, um, but yeah, it's one of those movies I watched. Had some chuckles, but yeah, wouldn't watch it again. It's good enough. Almost done. There's two movies left. <laughs> this is all literally like within the last like so many days. It's crazy. Booksmart. Oh, I hear great things about that. Booksmart was great. It's an Olivia Wilde movie. She directed this movie. Yeah. Which is honestly pretty cool to see women who are known for being beautiful actors actually getting a chance to direct movies and actually being very good because this movie was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's a coming of age movie about two high school girls who have graduated and realized that they didn't have any fun because they were too busy worried about getting into schools and, um, you know, doing the right thing. So it was very good. Will Forte is also in this movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, so this movie's good. I think this movie's very good. If you like those, I mean, it's kind of like watching Super Bad, but a bit smarter and more focused on women and their ex- young women and their experience of becoming young women. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. And I suggest that you watch it. All right. Did Alice like that and one? That's she did. A- she liked that one as well. The only movies that Alice didn't like was The Platform. Um, I talked about Peanut Butter Falcon, who right? Chose Falcon. The, who chose the platform? I think we just saw it and was like, well, that seems fun. And it wasn't fun. It was a mistake. It doesn't look fun at all. It sounds awful. It, sounds it was a wrong. mistake. It was a mistake. I don't know if I talked about Peanut Butter Falcon, but saw that. Um, saw Knives Out as well, which again, old movie. So yeah, I've watched more than Love Knives Out. right?
0: I think we talked about movie.
1: that. Great. So I think for the most part, she picked Greenland, A Ghost Story, Chicken People, uh, Knives Out, we've already seen it, Run, And I'm pretty sure I picked all the rest of them. So, and she picked David Burns America. Again, not too many misses on her part. I missed on the platform. It was bad. (laughs) And she picked a Ghost Story. I would say that's a miss for me, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. So yeah, so that's my list of Christmas movies. And I think it's just going to keep going. As long as the weather stays crappy, I'm going to sit at home and watch a bunch of movies. It's been good. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've caught up on a lot of things that I've wanted to see, and I still have uh, Soul to see. Soul is getting great reviews. So I yeah, will see I'm gonna
0: that. watch that. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I'll watch it before we record next. So we could talk.
1: about Yeah. That. So I've got that. So we can review that next time. But this week, and I don't know if you want to go over your media therapy, but Wonder Woman is what's the last movie that I have not talked well, about. That's Wonder that'll West. be
0: the last thing we talk about. So let me let me quickly go through some of this stuff here. So I watched. Uh, so I watched the personal history of David Copperfield.
1: Yes, that's I have that on the, my list
0: as well. Based on the Dickens one, highly recommend that. Really fun movie, very British. But Dev Patel lot is uh, is the titular character. Always good. Always,
1: always, good. always always good.
0: Yep. I know you were a big fan of
1: Lion. That's a, that was I, a great movie. I I love that. That movie, that's probably one of the last movies a small tear came out of my eye other than Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> and to date still have not cried in a movie. Uh did, well, yeah, Ryan got emotional at the end. Got emotional at the end. But South. Oh, it's a great I movie. Mean, it's a great movie. Have you yeah. seen Southball?
0: No, I don't
1: really. It to. might make you cry. I mean, I I I sobbed. I already know what happens at the beginning, so. Oh, man, I shouldn't have ruined we'll the scene. I need to find a movie that's going to make you cry. But anyways, continue. Good luck.
0: Um yeah so personal history of david copperfield lots of fun it was a movie that i've been wanting to see since it was announced um just because the trailer just makes it look like a good time and i like dickens as a as an author so not not many people i can say that about because i don't read much but from what <laughs> i've read of dickens say okay. is he the last guy that you read a book on no i just it, like in all the forced reading i had to do that was the one that he, he was one of the guys that just kind of caught me by surprise I'm like oh this is actually pretty fun yeah silly. So good times. Uh yeah, so I watched that. Recommend that one. Very colorful too. Like a really cool movie. Um, uh, so then uh then I re-watched uh Moneyball on Netflix. I love that movie. That's a good movie. I like Moneyball it's as well. so good. It's so much fun. Brad Pitt is great. Everybody's great in that. The the late Philip Seymour Hoffman is is awesome. I just a good movie. Sometimes I I just really like a good uh, a good talkie. Not gonna lie. I like uh, like ones where people are just talking being witty. And uh, just briskly moving along, it's very touching. Got some endearing moments in there as well. Great, great movie. Recommend it. Um, still hold up. And then I didn't. So this is one I want to talk about. Call of the Wild for a second. I watched the first hour, then I walked away for about thirty minutes, and then I came back. And watched the last thirty minutes, and the movie was fine from what I saw, but. I got to talk about these CG these CG dogs. Like <laughs> every dog in this movie is CGI, and I knew it like immediately. And it's funny because I was watching it with my my mom, and grandma. They're like, "Those aren't real dogs. Those aren't real dogs." And I'm like, "No, they're not. They're so clearly not." You, I really want you to watch this thing just so just so I could get your. I, I need to know what you think about this. You don't even okay, need I to watch can. the whole movie. Like the movie's just, not bad. Yeah. And if it wasn't for those dogs, I'd say it would be even better, but I get it. It's going to be difficult to do. But there's some, not only with the dogs, but there's some other just generally rough special effects in that movie. But the fact that it's about a dog, like your lead character's a dog, it's not... Yeah,
1: it's gotta, you got to nail it. That's where you got to spend your money, right?
0: Yeah. And it's... Yeah. It, let me put it this way. It's not Lion King in the special effects department.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, man, like, people Lion are... eating as much as a... Now they able to see As much as
0: a meh movie as Lion King was, it, at least I'd say 85 to 90% of the time, the, the CG looks incredible. You could
1: not It's amazing. It's a very good looking movie. Terro- I mean, it's just the it's just a remake of the other Lion King. So you're watching it going, why don't I just watch the cartoon that's more animated? And that I was the bad. problem. Yeah. Feel bad for Johnny Fabs. Yeah. Should have just uh should have made Man I mean he'll be fine, right? He will be fine. You're right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um I'd like to see what a Chef version, whatever, like the equivalent of chef would be, whatever the equivalent of chef would be after that production to see what kind of personal (laughs) stuff he would put on it. Um, but then again, maybe it was fine, maybe he did that. He's like, I fucking nailed it. You're like, all right, if you say so, it's all good. Um, so yeah, that that was it. Uh, and then a quick note about games I'm playing just because I'm playing Dark Souls. I just gotta say, I'm still playing Dark Souls. I thought I was gonna quit. I beat three bosses. Um, painfully going through a fourth one now i don't dude i don't know i might
1: actually finish this game look at that it's one of those things so i told you like now nah, you're never gonna finish it and now you're in it it's like i have something
0: to prove and i keep doing like i two hours i, I text you i'm like i've been doing the same fucking thing for an hour and a half yeah hour and a half i was trying to take down these goddamn gargoyles you fight one you're like this guy's an asshole then you get down half his health. then a second one shows up and it's the same asshole but this guy's just breathing fire at your ass and you can't do anything to block it and if you can i don't know how to do it because it doesn't do you
1: feel that it has harkened back to a to an older age of video games are you one of those guys who's like video games are too easy now this is taking me back to when games were hard and challenging do you feel that way no i feel like it just like kicks you in the dick
0: for no reason like over and over and over again and the the people that say that i i am firmly of the belief that games move forward a game's primary directive is to be fun or at least <laughs> engaging like that should be where the game starts right Ooh, is the ah. game needs to be fun to play I, and that's there is a caveat to that because i don't think like like the last of us there's a lot of not fun in that game but it's a but it can be engaging you can do all these things and i think that's where dark souls really does thrive like there's there's a lot of good in dark souls i get why people like it i like it like don't get me wrong i thought i was going to hate it and there are times when i hate it but it but i keep going back to it so there's something there is it the the thing that's most interesting about it is the is what people said about it and i think this is actually what where i wanted to check it out because i didn't really fully understand what it was about this game that made it great and the level design of this game is like incredible like it's really something else and something that i i would love the problem with this game is i would love for more people to experience it but I don't know how much you could change without breaking what makes it work. But I also think there's a lot that you can do to make it work for those people. I think there's I'm an not, answer for I've it. played
1: enough of those games to never play them again. It's just not my, I'm just too old. I don't, Which I don't. Did you play? Have so so you have played you
0: played Demon Souls or Dark I Souls? The first, or
1: I like the first one a lot. Actually, that's one of the games. That's one of the first Dark games Souls. I saw on. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Dark Souls whatever the first one of this series was when it was like oh this is back to the hardest the hard games and this is this I played that one demon's demon's souls on ps3 is when
0: this thing came out and was like a big big deal that was made by from sony just kind of went it didn't really do anything with it cuz it was a sony franchise that's when they just remade
1: for ps5 then then um you no know, so i played demon souls that's the first game yeah because then so Dark Souls, Demon Souls first, I played that. Friend. I believe I, I, believe I played Dark Souls two. Okay, so I think yeah. that's what I did. I played Demon Souls first because that came out in two thousand nine, right? That's around the time when I when I was living in New York and had this HD TV, and was buying anything that visually was going to look cool, right? Yeah. And yeah, then I bought Dark was Souls. When I lived in LA, right? So let me see, Dark Souls two. When did this come out? Yeah, so March 2014, maybe it was just Dark Souls, maybe not the second one. I think I just played the first Dark Souls, right? Which came out around when did this? 2011, that sounds about right. When I was living in LA, 2011, I bought Dark Souls. So yeah, so I've played those two. I haven't played Dark Souls 2, and I haven't played anything after that, if there is anything after that. There's Dark Souls 3, there's Bloodborne, yeah, and now so- there's the Demon's Souls remake on PS5. Right, so I played Demon Souls and I played Dark Souls, and after Dark Souls, it was just fine. Like, I got the sword from the dragon underneath the bridge, and I was kind of making move, movement. Yeah, I, I, got not, I don't know how to do that. I don't even know how to do that yet. Okay, well, I got that because again, this was when I was. I think this is right after I had was no longer working. I had time on my hands, so, so I was sitting here playing this game, and then I got a job and I stopped playing it. Yeah, it's just hard. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and some of it is just. Like I said, it's obtuse
0: for the for no other reason. It's I'm playing it basically like I play an RPG, where I I feel like I don't understand a lot of it, but I'm still able to push through. And there's just some things where just X, there's just tedium in there. It's like okay, I got it. This is the boss. I need to keep playing again and again and again and again. And I could easily walk the you know the two minutes to get there but why do i have to keep doing the two minutes when i'm gonna get there with no problem
1: like these yeah, are the kind of things also, where, what also upset me as well as i felt like sometimes the controls were a little clunky yes so you'd make a movement and it like would do the wrong thing and you'd get killed and then you kind of have to start and it just annoyed like me i was like you feel like a tank yes to the point and where that i actually, like, didn't like yeah
0: yeah I've I've purposely give
1: myself less armor so that it could just feel better because otherwise like when you have everything on there it's real clunky and you kind of make a wrong move and you die and you're kind of like that's not what I wanted to do and it's just literally because like you said your character is a tank it's like moving the stuff around is real slow and clunky in a way it's not real smooth and fluid gameplay which I guess is part of what makes it hard right you can't really bop around.
2: Yeah, you exactly. Have to slowly you can't, you can't
1: swing, change. and yeah, yeah, like your sword swings matter. You got a two handed sword; it's heavy. If you kind of just willy nilly swing, you're gonna die. Yeah. Um, so, so it's not. It's
0: it's good game. I get it, but man, I'm just. It's interesting. I'm having an interesting uh, relationship with this title, and uh, let's just say it might border on abusive. Yeah, so, the- yeah. Which
1: is how I felt. I felt like I was getting abused, and then I just kind of stopped playing it, and I was like,
0: "Well, I'm good." Exactly. Speaking of abusive relationships, let's talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984 oh, oh, so the movie. Quick, real quick. No spoilers first.
1: Yeah, so no spoilers. But then, yeah, after this podcast is basically over. So if you want to go watch it, go watch it. But otherwise, yeah, we can we can do a spoiler-free thing. And then I do want to spoil this movie.
0: Absolutely. You have to. You have to. So why don't, why don't you start? What do you think? Top
1: impressions. I really like the first one. Like, I really, yep. I probably liked it more than most, like, the first one got a bunch of BS because there's all the dudes on the internet talking about well, the woman superhero and whatever, whatever, right? <laughs> I really like. I really, really like the first one, even though the last 15 minutes of it are kind of stupid. I'm with you. Yep. I really, really liked that movie. Like, the action scenes of her on the battlefield during World War II when she yep. comes out of the trench, and even though it was maybe a or little what? corny... Old and Lord you're Wonder. watching it with all the with all the tracer fire hitting her and she's blo- like, I really, really like that movie. I was like, this is one of the best superhero movies I've seen. Like, I know it's campy. I know it's corny. But for an origin story, this movie's great. Right. Yeah. And the fact that it's a it's a female hero and all the things that that means. I really I thought it I thought of it kind of like Black Panther, to be dead honest with you. I really liked it. But Black Panther had some story flaws at the end. And Wonder Woman, the first one, had some story flaws at the end. I'm just going to say this before I spoil this. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. It's awful. And I don't recommend that you spend any money to watch this. This movie is the worst superhero movie I've ever watched. It's bad. No way. It's (laughs) bad. Tell me, Thor 2, this movie is worse than Thor 2. Agreed. Thor Two is not the worst superhero movie I've seen. What's the worst superhero movie you've seen? Catwoman, maybe? Does that even yeah. count? Electra, yeah, right? We're going into those, that territory. Those, those, that-
0: wonder, those, uh, those Fantastic Four movies. I mean, How about dude, uh, is Justice is, League? Is this worse than Justice
1: League? I don't think so. This Justice is League's this bad. is worse than Justice League. Justice, this movie is a Justice mess. League, this movie is a disaster. And that's all. I don't want to spoil it. I highly recommend that you don't watch this movie. I highly suicide recommend wrong? it. it. Not, not,
0: the, not, Yeah.
1: Do you think it's better Dude, than this suicide? movie is bad? At the fact yeah, that is. we're talking about a franchise like that in that same cat. This has nothing to do with the fact that you couldn't see it in the movie theater. This has nothing to do with the fact of COVID nineteen. They could have fixed a lot of the issues in this movie that had nothing. I mean, again, there's there's issues from the way that it looks, from the way that it sounds, from the way that the story moves. It sucks. And I give this movie a 1 out of 5. I'd give it a 0 out of 5 if it just like didn't work, like if it just cut off halfway through. So I never give a movie a 0, but this movie's bad. It's a bad movie. And it deserves to be called what it is. It sucks. Wow.
0: Um I I think this probably has I know I'm not going to this is not the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. I don't think so. But also I think I I don't think I will watch this again. I I doubt it. I don't know what situation I will, but I do wonder if on repeated views, I would come to hate it the way that I hate Dark Knight Rises in that way, but it's different. But regardless, this movie, what I will give this movie the honor of is the biggest disparity between the quality of its trailer and the quality of the movie. Because- This the first trailer for this movie, and I watched it again today. Is one of the best trailers of a movie ever. I'm gonna watch it right now. I'm gonna watch this we're talking about. It, it is awesome. It is perfect, and you need sound too because the this the music is great. Like you feel like it's an it's a movie that takes
1: place in 1984. It's the Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, yeah. The, the the names and things attached to this movie, like the the power behind this movie from a marketing standpoint from a, a you know director standpoint like she's no slouch but god this movie is so bad yeah but what i'm saying is like that trailer it just captures it's
0: like a lot of action it's a lot of cool it's a, it's got the 80s song how does it feel but mashed together with the wonder woman theme song it is the it is so good and so perfect and it encapsulates everything i wanted the movie to be and that's what I expected going into it, and it just wasn't. I I like didn't I I was so bored in the first hour of this movie. It Wonder Woman is not even in the like the actual presence of her being Wonder Woman doesn't happen until like an hour until over an hour
1: into this thing when they're this when they're just, in the Middle East for reasons. This, this, is, this is I mean, and again, Iron Man two gets a lot of crap right just because it's like the first I Iron Man to is to so great. And it's very similar to that to the Iron Man, where, but it again, it's so bad because like and again I want to spoil this movie because I think I can't keep talking about how bad this is without spoiling. My rating is not as bad as John. I wouldn't give
0: this a one. I was thinking more like a two and a half. Like this is a five. It's got that, there's really there's generous. some it's generous, but there's there's points where I was like it's fine. I I, I was not like offended by the movie, I just thought it was so blah. Like there was nothing
1: about it that was I'm it, offended by multiple things in this movie. And it it, it, it it hurts me because all right. We're gonna get into spoilers. Yeah, I want to start off to- if you don't want it,
0: but we're gonna we're gonna go deep. And if you wanna if you don't if, if you don't want spoilers and you want to watch the movie first, it's on HBO Max. So you don't have to pay any additional money for it if you already subscribe to that.
1: So there you go. Go for it. Look, man. Like I again, I'm. The more I think about it, it's one of those movies. The more you think about, it, the more upset you get. Because, right, they had everything set up. Right, like I just watched the trailer with a bit of sound on it. As you're talking, you're right. The trailer of this is great. It yeah. sets up Wonder Woman being in uh, the '80s. Right, so you got a bit of '80s nostalgia. Right, you got your Stranger Things thing going on. Right, that everyone loves. Right, you're you're, you're roping us in. You're roping millennials in talking about the '80s. And talking about this time and and, and, a bit of Gen X in there and how she basically this is how Diana spent her life being this being that's, you know, that's kind of ageless. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. DC's got a real problem of trying to be Marvel. And the first opening sequence of this movie in the mall. Oh, yeah. This is so bad Because it's trying to be campy, right? It's trying to be campy and fun of this is like Wonder Woman back in the day when it was a little jokey and campy. But it's so poorly, like the action is so poor and it's not even done in a campy fun way, right? Like I think about the Iron Man battle when he's on the with the racetrack stuff, right? Like that's a little campy. You get Mickey Rourke coming out with whips, right? Like it's a little jokey.
0: You don't have people Mm -hmm. acting like they're in the 60s acting.
1: Yes. Yeah, but, but it's my point. Like, it's so bad, right? And you watch this, and she comes out as sort of this, this secret hero, right? So it's not even like this, hey, Wonder Woman is the hero of our time. This like It's like she's still kind of this mystery, right? Like, oh, there's a woman who's out here saving stuff. And even though she's very obviously, like, again, her costume is so over the top. It's not even like they didn't even remodel the costume to be this modern thing. She's wearing a skirt and heels. And, like, they're not heels, heels. Sure, they're platform shoes, but whatever, right? but it's so bad like she's spider-man she's got this whip and she just whips around with this thing like she's freaking spider-man and it's like the the dialogue and look gal gadot is gorgeous gal gadot. is it gadot or Godot? don't care she's a terrible okay. actor she's wow. bad at this she's bad she she doesn't have Kristen wig and mando outacted her by miles in this movie
0: oh yeah i actually th- and that's one of the redeeming things about the movie is that i did enjoy Kristen wig and i did enjoy uh mando i really and
1: you know what i guess that. to be fair the opening scene is actually her back on amazonia whatever the name of the island she or the planet she's on whatever i don't even remember the story of wonder woman yeah, yeah. like the whole point was just so that way um um robin wright could sit there and tell you about like the truth like it was supposed to set up what happens in the end And it's like, she cheats. And it's like, well, you can't cheat. The only thing that matters is the truth. And it's like, why did I just watch 15 minutes of a young girl running through the sand on a horse as she just could have just hit the blue thing with her hand and still won? (laughs) (laughs) I hate this movie, man. I really do. And I really want. And this is one of those things, right? It's an expectation thing. I was really hoping this movie was going to be good. I wanted it to be good. And as you're watching it and you just see it slip away. And it's because Wonder Woman herself, there's no interest in Wonder Woman. Like I wasn't interested. I sh- I could have done this movie without her. I didn't need Wonder Woman in this movie. That's, Kristen yeah. Wiig I thought was very good. She was very believable as a villain. The nerd, to, I mean, she played. She was basically Jamie Foxx in that Spider-Man movie. It's exactly what she was. Yeah, better right? version of that. Because better because a better version of that, that, that wasn't and great. He, yeah. And you get Pedro Pascal just just being he's just I get to show my face in a movie. <laughs> he was doing. fun though. I thought he, I thought he was fun. He was really like like he leaned into
0: that villain role, but yes. it wasn't there was this movie has a problem in every aspect of it. Like it's problematic it in so many aspects of it. So the because in a vacuum like the pieces you could say that could work. Like the villains, I thought the villains worked. But the way that they're presented like the start of the movie is in the Amazon thing. You got that thing going on. And that sets the tone of the movie, right? That should be the start. And it's all like, it feels like the first Wonder Woman movie, which played it very straight, like other DCEU movies, which I don't really know what they're going to do. And then the next moment you have something that's taken out of like Adam West Batman era. And you're like, what, what, what happened? Like, is this the same movie? And then that kind of goes away. But then you have these other really schlocky scenes where the villains enter and they've been playing it one way the entire movie and they're up against the president who's playing it like or these or these other characters on the side, which play it like these super hammy people. But that's not how Wonder Woman is. That's not how the other character, that's not what the rest of the world is. So totally it just feels so mismatched all over the place where you're like, what is this? Because in the Adam West Batman, Adam West is part of the joke.
1: Yes, that and that's the thing. And that's because again, Wonder Woman always the point of Wonder Woman that I've always liked in these movies in this universe is that like the campiness and some of that over the top, I really believe that's Aquaman territory. Right? Yeah. Like that's your fun movie, movie was Aquaman, movie of the generation. But that's my point, right? Aquaman, you loved it because you know what you're getting. You were getting a ridiculous dude at the bottom of the ocean fighting with sharks, right? Like, like that's what you're getting. Yeah, right. and you know it's yeah. joking, and you know it is what it is. Wonder Woman's supposed to have this elegance to it this beauty to it this you know a bit of the seriousness and again like they try to hint at this she's getting cat called when she's walking down the street everyone oh everyone wants to be diana because she's so elegant and she's got this accent and all these other things that like it's just like it's just supposed to have this different level of like wonder woman is an adult and she sort of runs her life like an adult and they just kind of tried to move and again this is a dc problem they can't just own the fact that one Woman, we're going to kind of make this a bit of a, like, we'll have some jokes in it, but we're going to make it a serious movie. Because Gal, Gal Gadot, whatever you want to call her, she's not in comedy. Like, she's not Robert Downey Jr. Like, she's not Thor. She's not any of those characters in the Marvel Universe. She's not Brie Larson, if you want to compare. Like, I, I mean, really, she's not those people, and I think that you could easily, you should play up a lot of that elegance and a bit of what one. And they try to do it in spots, but then and then the other part I want, like them them ham fisting Chris Pine back into this movie. It's real funny because you're watching this, and I can see like as they're going through the plot of basically she has this stone, yep. right, and in the stone inside the Smithsonian you can make a wish. And it's the the wish comes true, but just like anything that when you make a wish, there's always a downside. Monkey Paw. Right? It's the monkey paw. Which and they they kept she goes, it's the monkey paw. And it's like, shut up, Diana. I don't really want to hear this from you. So she makes this wish that basically brings Chris Pine back to life, <laughs> but this brings is, him back into the movie. Yeah. As some other dude. <laughs> some other dude, which is but nuts. Which is nuts, right? And in turn, she loses her power because that's the monkey paw curse of this. Right. And so Chris and again, the because, the, again, if you remember the first movie, right, the whole joke was Wonder Woman is in this new era, in this new world that she knows nothing about and trying to fit in. Right. She's an Amazonian who happens to be in 19, 19 teens, um, whatever, America, UK, wherever they're supposed to be. Right. She's traveling through the world during World War One. And so the whole story is like, oh, you can't be an Amazonian here. Wear this or, hey, wear this goofy hat or fit in, right? And that's what the joke is here of her trying to make Chris Pine fit into the 80s because he's a guy from World War I that fought fighter jets. Yep. And that works for a while until you realize it's like, wait, why is he in this movie? And then they even tell you after a while, of like, yeah, why is he in this? Just so he can get in a plane that he doesn't really know how to fly and then fly through a fireworks show? Because they totally had fireworks in the 1900s, right? That, that's not a new thing. That's not a thing of the 80s. So he flies through a fireworks show, which you should probably never do if you're actually flying a plane, right? The invisible plane, by the way, that she just sort of rubbed her hands and goes, "My father did this once," and then she turns the plane invisible. The whole shtick of Wonder Woman's got an invisible plane and a magic lasso is just like it's just. I didn't of- mind that. That's the thing. That's one of those things where I was like, "Whatever." I, I was. I'm alone again, I a long. I just don't understand. So. Like it's just you could have done that. They spent so much time. I mean, this movie is long. This movie two is. and a half hours. It's way too long. The first hour is awful it's like it's way too long and it's it's a ton of exposition and then i really believe like you could have easily had chris pine in here and given him a much small and again you can just tell that they're like okay we got to get him out of here or he could have just showed up here's here's the other problem it's like not just because it's his
0: tone but story you just think about the story for a second it makes zero sense there's no rules they just do things for the sake of doing rules. Okay, so Chris Pine comes back. You want him to come back? Cool. I don't mind the motivation in bringing him back. It's like cool. You have this thing that grants wishes. Great. Give that guy a coffee. Really good moment there. But with the uh, but with the thing for for her to bring him back, and he has to be in this other dude's body, and she loses her power. They they materialize things out of nothing later on in the movie. Why doesn't he just materialize? Why does he have to be in another dude's body? Because it, why it, it's is that never
1: really addressed to, beyond, it, hey, why is he in that, body? that yeah, body? Yeah, whatever. Right? It's her to feel this loss because she feels this loss. And as she's feeling this loss, hey, she learns how to fly. <laughs> yeah, but she could have felt that
0: without him being in another dude's body. Why, why didn't he For just point, show up?
1: This is why this is dumb. That's why this movie sucks. It's because the next it's thing that, you know, she's got the lasso and then she's flying. Right? So great. Now Wonder Woman can fly. And the whole time, Pedro Pascal, basically, he does the smartest thing, even though it makes him a villain, where he goes, you know, I just want to be the stone so I can grant the wishes. That was like, a yeah, guy that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Right? So you see him basically granting wishes to all these people. It's just also know, all hilarious the way he does it. Just like wouldn't you like this thing? And they're like, Yeah, Yeah. I would love that thing. It's like,
0: great, you can have the thing.
1: How about you just say, I wish that I want that? Can you say (laughs) that? And then it's like, (laughs) yeah. And then Kristen Wiig at some point makes this wish to say that says that she wants to be like Diana, which obviously then she finds out, hey, Diana's this magical being. Again, it's never like she's actually a secret, which is what bothers me. Like no one is like, oh God, it's Wonder Woman. Like no one knows who she is. <laughs> so it's just like, why are you like this kind of whole? Oh, I'm just trying to fit in. But it's not like she's Superman or Batman, where it's like, oh, it's the Batman. It's not like, hey, look, it's Wonder Woman. Like eventually, the whole shtick of her being this, you know, purse master of disguises just kind of goes out the window. Yeah, and it just doesn't even matter anymore because no one's like, oh yeah, it's Wonder Woman. Everyone's like, well, who cares? Like it's whatever. It's it's Diana. It look because again. Wonder Woman looks exactly like Diana. There's no difference. Like They look right. exactly the same. The best, the best thing that
0: Marvel and Johnny Fabs did in the original Iron Man it's was at the end when Robert Downey Jr. says, I am Iron Man. And like that, all of a sudden, they basically made their superhero celebrities. And it just broke all the it, – it basically blew open the entire series to be like, yeah, okay, we could – we can have these things and not have to deal with this hidden identity stuff. It's like, they could just go in and be like, Oh yeah, that's goofy, but
1: they know who they are. So yes. it's not, like that's, and that's, and that that's the person? problem that big
0: Spider-Man, stuff- but
1: that's, that's that's what the dc stuff has a problem with it just has a problem of trying to sort of take the seriousness of this dc universe and trying to follow what marvel has done in a lot of ways like even the 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 time stuff right like oh what time are you in trying to fit in a lot of that stuff is like the first thor movie right of him kind of trying to fit in like that's another there was there was nothing that felt 80s about this movie and that's that's another thing because they they tried to shoehorn some goofy clothes in a fanny pack, and then it just stopped yeah. being about the eighties. It just they get a little bit at the you know with the TVs and all the other
0: things, but it it's a really poorly used gimmick, and that it's never fully realized. That, and because Diana
1: doesn't look like she fits into the eighties. Like you could eat Gal, Gal Gadot's got a lot of hair, right? A lot of gorgeous <laughs> Israeli hair. Puff that mess up. Like lean into it. If you're gonna do it, lean into it. Like if you're gonna do campy, lean into it. And they didn't lean into it because Wonder Woman looks like she belongs in 2020. (laughs) Like she doesn't look like she's fitting into the eighties at all. Because everyone else, you get the big hair and the goofy jackets and the pants and the 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 leg warmers, right? You get Kristen Wig leaned more into the eighties than than uh, Wonder Woman ever did in this movie she at least had the leg warmers and at the gym and a bit of the hair and trying to be a bit goofy and that's just like she mailed this thing in and I, I personally worry about her career because to me this has got to be You, I, I, she'll be fine of course fine. but th- this movie's bad and she's bad in it
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't look, necessarily not necessarily fault maybe it's, just, maybe I mean, it's uh, just
1: misdirection maybe it's badly directed right the story's a mess material Patty jenkins wrote this and directed it and i can't kind of shows like she she maybe had a bit too much like just she just this needed another edit this needed some stuff chopped out of it it needed some cleanup it needed some things that are a bit more streamlined it needed to get rid of some of the sequence like the whole firework sequence with that stuff was unnecessary you didn't need that you could take that out of this movie and no one would ever miss it him flying the plane and the invisible plane thing could have been enough could have saved you 15 minutes off this movie yeah, you could have just turned invisible. Boom, look at that. We're in Afghanistan or whatever the hell, yeah.
0: wherever the hell they went.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and like even the fight scene stuff, like it wasn't full of action. And like, I do want to talk about the visual effects because it's real floaty. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, And so it's they, just the thing that I said
0: was to be the most egregious and weirdest thing in the movie was at the end where there's like that big vortex swirling around Mando, right? And she's just kind of sitting there and she's trying to figure out the lasso. And there's like a shot that holds on for maybe 10 seconds. And it's just the lasso flailing. And it looks so weird. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. I do. And the, the I was whole like, lasso- why did you show that? You did not need to show that. You already showed the lasso not working. And now you just held on this thing. Just like, it's kind of just like flailed around like this, like a noodle <laughs> Like, what is
1: this? Look, we had a superhero movie where she defeated where she defeated the main villain with a speech. Yeah. She with sure a speech. did and she beat Kristen Wig, even though they're swinging on electric poles and she's literally swinging on lightning as she's oh attached to her. Yeah, and she basically like, Okay, well, I'm gonna electrocute you in water. Which didn't kill her? I don't understand. Which didn't kill her, right? And then she was kind of hurt, and then she was also, just on a mouse. He basically just the longer in the end looking at the looking at the sunset. Like what? This movie is terrible. It's so bad for a movie that should have been so good, that has a really strong character, that you don't have to play by the normal superhero rules. You didn't have to. You could have done whatever you wanted to with Wonder Woman. You really could have. And they found a way to mess this up. And I think it's a real indictment on DC is struggling with the powerhouse that is Marvel. Marvel's got a formula. I personally don't. think I you know again the movies are all kind of the same, but like watching Spider Man Far From Home, right? Form was kind of the same. But still fun. I don't have to necessarily like the story totally, but it was fun to watch. The twist was fun. The action scenes were good. The visual effects were just enough, right? And you still had enough exposition about what it means. You know, after these things have happened and moving on after Tony Stark is dead and all these things, right? And th- like, the fact that she- they can't they couldn't have found a way to do this in this wonder woman movie shows how weak the dc stuff really is
0: well let me i'll give him a bit of benefit of the doubt but two things on that first right after i finished watching this i actually watched um so captain america the first avengers so the first captain america movie was on yep. and I watched that and I was like, I'll just watch a little bit of it Then I'll go to sleep. I watched the whole movie. That movie's awesome. And the first, that's also a movie where like the last 15, the last 50 minutes happen because they have to happen, but it's fine. But there's a lot in common with that movie and Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman. But Captain America is just, it's just fun the whole way through. And it's just, it just leans into every aspect of that character and every part of the story. And it's just a good time. And he's Captain America, like the whole movie. Like it takes him but fifteen minutes to actually you to, get give, him, right to, to give to give him the juice. But even at that point, it's like okay, he's becoming the character. Now he is the character. And then you think about the sequel and how they handled that, and they put actual stakes on the table. Like the the Winter Soldier is still like it definitely if not number one, it's in the top three favorite Great. Marvel. It's incredible. But again, he's all in all of Captain America, the whole fucking movie, this one, she's not Wonder Woman until the first, until like an hour into
1: the thing. Um, again, for the most part, Marvel has found a way to make the second movie good. For the most part, right? Like, I would say, first, I'd say, with the exception of Thor 2 and Iron Man Thor 2. 2. And I would even say Iron Man 2 is a little hacky. Like, it's a little much. But again, it's still fine. Like, its service is just fine. And you get enough action. And Mickey Vork as a, as a villain is just kind of dumb. Um, but it's still fine, right? Like, it's serviceable. It gives you more what you want to see. You want to see Iron Man building stuff and being a smart, rich guy and being a playboy and the, the, the cocky person. You want to see that. And out of Wonder Woman, you wanted to see more of the elegance, more of the, the female empowerment, all of that stuff, right? I mean, in the last movie, she fought Ares, the God of War. Right? In this movie, she fights a cat. <laughs> she <laughs> she fights a cat. She fights yeah, a cat left. and a guy who can right. fight, and, and, and she fights the genie. Like literally, that's what this movie is. The, the, the other movie she fought well, was was it the Germans, right? The Germans. Yeah. And Ares <laughs> and the God of War. Yeah. Well and in this movie, she puts on this magical asterious armor and the cat shreds it in like the first, <laughs> the first 10 minutes that she puts it on like the wings are useless so yeah. it's just, I, the movie
0: that was somebody else that was wearing that armor too i didn't realize that was her that was gonna put it on i was like oh we're gonna get like another amazonian like i thought it was gonna be like
1: i don't know some like
0: and get then it some sort of-
1: Carter shows up at the end and it's like why it's just i i this i'm so disappointed in this movie i really am I'm so disappointed that this movie, and again, this is, it's interesting because I do believe that the changing of formats of these movies is going to be a real reckoning for Hollywood. These tent poles need to be better movies, period. You cannot marketing and advertising your way out of a crappy movie. And I think if Wonder Woman would have released on June 5th when it was supposed to, in a movie theater, this movie would have made a ton of money, right? Yeah. And I think think now you're going to look at this and go, yeah, I, think I think it would
0: have. I think it would have tanked in the second week, though. I think the I first agree, week would have been strong. As well. I think, yeah, I would have had like a similar Justice League trajectory. But I don't. But. I don't think it's that bad. But I, it, it it's just the fan reaction would be so. Because again, the the marketing around this movie makes it seem like it's going to be so good, and the first one was so good. And Patty Jenkins is a talented director, and then you have this this mess. It's like, guys, it's it's not what it should be. But I, I do want to say though, the DC stuff, their movies have been awful. But the apparently their TV shows that they have are great. Like people love those, Never and they watched. the whole thing that they have with their DC service, like this, the Harley Quinn TV show, for
1: example, is apparently excellent. I haven't watched any of that shit either. But the best DC movie I've seen, other than obviously the Nolan Batman's, oh well, the two and a three of them. oh yeah, Shazam is. You're right, and ba- and again, that's a perfect example. Wait, you're uh, wrong. Aquaman is the best. Are you kidding? Fine. Fine, I'll I'll play the stick. <laughs> Fine, Aquaman is the best, and then we Shazam. It's the truth, and and both of the what do both those movies have in there? Right, they don't try to kind of follow the Marvel formula; they just follow it. They just they 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 lean into that. Hey, Aquaman's a ridiculous character. <laughs> and shazam it's a kid who's a superhero right so you just bring in all those things that make kids being superheroes fun right talking to his friend not really understanding the powers being too strong you know falling out with his friends about hey you know you're kind of a dick now that you're a superhero like all of that stuff right like there's a formula for some of this and similar to the video games
0: it's fun first you're making a movie about people
1: in costumes punching things it should be fun and i'm And look, I'm not going to lie. I'd be happy if they leaned into the women empowerment stuff. I really wish that they would just, and they tried to a bit. They tried to, but it's one of those things, kind of like my criticism of Black Panthers that it just didn't go far enough, right? Like you started talking about colonialism and the difference between Africa and African Americans and what that difference is about coming home and what is home. And this is, you know, this is your home, but it's not really your home. Like that whole thing. I mean, you could have just sunk right into that. And instead, they turned the last third of this into a superhero movie, right? Where people on rhinos fighting each other, <laughs> right? That's my own personal criticism of it, right? But obviously, people still love Black Panther. That's one of the highest grossing superhero movies ever. And Wonder Woman had a chance of really leaning into some of the women empowerment stuff. And one of the best scenes in this movie is when Kristen Wig first kind of gets her power. And that guy is cat calling her. And she sort of goes through this exposition of whooping his butt. That was great. And that, but that's what I wanted from a movie like this, where you see this person sort of losing their humanity in a rightfully so to stick up for themselves, right? Like that's what it is. And you're like, she's becoming powerful and it's not necessarily the way that you feel comfortable with, but she's addressing some of these issues that women face every day, right? Yeah. And you're watching it and you're like, okay, this is great where we're going. And then it falls apart and it falls apart. And that's the only redeemable scene in this movie it's the only one cuz even the the even the mando stuff it's fun but he's supposed to be a bit of a campy villain but kristen wig had a chance of facing off with wonder woman in this way about like comparing yourself to other women and all of these different things that just like are 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 talking points of a modern era and it just turned into a crappy movie this movie sucks there's there's one other observation that I want to make And
0: then we could probably close this thing out in under two hours. Um, Towards the end, when everything was going to shit because everybody was just able to wish anything they wanted, I was like, this is Bruce (laughs) Albighty. Same fucking thing. And then I actually went on Twitter and searched Bruce Albighty. And I am not the only person who had that thought. But yeah, the end of this movie it, and most of the trajectory of this movie is basically Bruce Almighty. Because he's just like, yes, you can have that wish and you can have that wish and you can have that wish and you can have that wish. And
1: apparently when that happens, the whole world goes to shit. But yeah, and the fact that like it's yeah, it's just so bad, like even the stuff in the Middle East, it's a great set piece, right? It's a yeah. great set piece to go to Afghanistan and just this different world and her on the road and then she's losing her power, kind of. Like it's just it's just kind of whatever, and you're just like this is dumb. And Pedro Pascal is just great because it's fun seeing him act, and it's like but his character was stupid, but him acting as his character helped, right? Like it's one of those things where oh, like, really. these characters are all stupid, but he, I, I'm sitting there going, look, it's Pedro Pascal acting his butt off, great. Hey, it's Kristen Wiig; she's doing a really good job of being an actress of you know who's been in other strong movies with similar tones. And this is, where I, this is where we have to look at this and go, a lot of this is just bad direction, right? Like, you can make an Ocean's 8 movie. You can make Ghostbusters movies. She's made a lot of movies that people have said, oh, Kristen Wiig, why are we doing these movies, right? She's been at the front line of this stuff. stuff. Just to be clear, she was not an Ocean's 8. Are you sure she wasn't in Ocean's 8? A thousand percent. Sure,
0: yeah, I just sure? rewatched it. It's a great movie. I enjoy it. Are you sure she's not an Ocean's
1: 8? Yep. She should have been. <laughs> Ocean's 9, I don't think they're going to do it. But she's not. She is not for some reason I thought she was in that movie anyways, she was in Ghostbusters <laughs> so she sure was. Got one that's right but anyways, that's my point of like she's, she's a good enough actress or actor sorry she's a good enough actor to be in these roles and you just put her in a movie that arguably is probably one of the, should be one of the greatest roles that she could get of being part of a superhero franchise and it' just
0: mm-hmm. yeah I also don't understand like of all the stories to tell. Why this one? Like it doesn't
1: well. That's do part of the problem. Right? Wonder just,
0: Woman is an icon, but who are her villains? <laughs> it doesn't move anything forward. It doesn't change anything. It's just but like, that's the what, thing. What what's is
1: being journey? moved? What is being moved forward? Like you just just now. I don't think it's the Batman. DCU really that's matters. What I mean. Like it doesn't matter, right? Like it's Batman, there's Shazam, you're gonna make the rock a superhero at some point. Um Right, because he's part of this, and oh, that's kind of it. You're just gonna keep making Batman movies, which honestly, okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. But the, but the Robert Pattinson Batman's not
0: actually in this universe, it's just gonna be its own thing.
1: That's what I mean. It's just a just character like that's the the Joker movie in this is universe as a really crappy Flash, right? Because the Flash has a TV show. Which I'm assuming, what you're saying, these DC TV shows, that show's been on for like six, seven seasons. Same thing with the Green Lantern show or whatever it is, the the Green Arrow. Green Arrow, yeah, people like it. People love it. And people love those shows and they've dominated the move. Like you can't even put new, like the Flash and Justice League was terrible. And I'm assuming that the Flash that's in the TV show is probably pretty good. If it's been on for five seasons, six seasons, seven seasons, right? The Flash and Justice League was fine. He wasn't. The He's fine, but it is, it's, that's the problem: is that these are iconic. He was actually, probably he he was one of the better parts of that movie.
0: To be perfect, iconic about. characters
1: like they've got out of all superheroes. You think of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You didn't. You didn't think about Iron Man. You thought of Captain America. You thought no, of. Definitely didn't think about Iron Man. Yeah, you didn't think about Iron Man. You didn't really think about Thor. You sure as heck didn't think about Black Widow, and maybe you thought about Black Panther if you were black. <laughs> right, he was the only guy that you had really, other than maybe Spawn. <laughs> Right, spawn in who who's another black superhero? Uh what's his name? The guy that Shaq Blade? played, Steel. Steel
0: oh, to say Blade. Right?
1: Blade. Blade as well. Right. So but that's what I mean. Those are all DC characters that we're naming. DC had this. And they're never gonna get it back. It's over. I really believe like it's just not on the same level. Like they don't have they 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 cannot find their lane. They will never be on par with, with the stuff that Marvel's done. They just won't be. And it's sad because they've really got good characters with a lot of material. And they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah,
0: you need you need to do a complete reset, and I mean, you probably need to even steal Johnny Fabbs to do something like this. I, r- I really like, think so. I mean, Kevin they got Fidey, really. It's like there's a certain there's just, there's just a certain magic that they have, and you just wait for that miss because even when they miss, they don't really miss that hard. And you see that even you need that certain formula because even Star Wars hasn't been able to copy it. And it's in the same house. Like they're, they could easily be like, Hey, how do we do this thing? It's like, well, here you go. Here's what you do. And you're like, all right, cool. And Kathleen Kennedy is not, is not Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. She's whoever they have kicking that shit off. And, and JJ Abrams is not, is not Johnny Favreau. It's a different skill set. It's a different type of person. It's a different type of planning. It's just it's a different type of thing. Individually in a vacuum. Yeah, these guys can produce good things. But to actually lay out a roadmap and create this this enormous ecosystem of content that all works together and always moves things forward is an extraordinary task. And,
2: and it's look, not just honestly, those people.
1: There's obviously I other know. people as well. I know I was hard on Infinity War, but the more that I watch other superhero movies, I you, you got to give them props for pulling all this stuff together. Like, it's amazing. It's, it's over a decade of films that someone had a roadmap to basically make the highest grossing movie of all time in Endgame, right? It all culminated to what it gave you fan service. It gave you enough of a story that sure, some people like me kind of picked it apart and said it's too much of this, too much of that. But the majority of people liked it, right? I'm a tough critic for some of this stuff, and but they they st- but again, if you look at what you could have, you got to really appreciate the fact that Marvel does this stuff right. And everyone's not going to like it, but they do enough of it that I'm still like, yeah, look, I might have not loved it, but I still it's still I still watched it. It's still enjoyable. I, but this, like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Will I watch Endgame and Infinity War again? Probably. Because they're fun, they're good movies,
0: and that's the thing: is like you can have you can have your serious heartstring pulling moments without being a hundred percent serious all the time. Like the the Marvel formula that they have really expertly weaves in these like hard hitting moments with a constant like movement and fun to the to the action i keep using that word but it's true like there's a lightheartedness to it that's there 90 percent of the time so that you could actually enjoy and engage with the characters so that when that 10 percent hits or something really needs to hit them hard you you feel it and you can connect because you actually care about them with these people it's just like they all kind of suck <laughs> the, i the mean the characters even like-, like Randy are kind of suck
1: Right, if you think of probably the most fun of all the movies so far, right? It's gotta be Thor Ragnarok. That's the movie that most people go. That oh, movie Marvel was Marvel movies. Fun. Oh yeah. Right. It's a comic. Like that, a comic. that movie was like they leaned into that. And that movie's got some serious moments into it. It's got some oh some doubt what's gonna actually happen. But that movie is campy and fun. That movie is kind of what you were expecting color palette wise from this movie, really. Like it's the same, yeah. a bit of a psychedelic thing, a bit of 80s, a bit of, like, it's got all of that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely
2: yeah. Jokes I see what you're all
1: the way up and down. And it's just Taika just basically making fun of the fact that, like, it's Thor. <laughs> and Thor is a character is kind of dumb. And the Hulk as a character is can be kind of dumb, so we're just going to make him permanently the Hulk. Like, you just think about some of that stuff of what Marvel can do with different voices and different people. And I just I don't know whether or not this is just I I just I guess I'm just again, I'm disappointed in this movie because I really thought Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam are taking this away from the Superman, Batman, same old bros with their same old tired stories between Doomsday and the Joker and the same crap we keep seeing over and over again. And the fact that this movie fell so flat for me, is just really disappointing. Um, And I, I just wish that. And again, to me, it's like you had time to really go over this stuff and you just didn't.
0: Yeah. Then another year too. Showed somebody be like, hey, I think this is too long.
1: Like, no, it's perfect. Okay. That, that, I, that's kinda of, kind of my point. Like it's too long. Or hey, maybe we should do a bit of this. Or I mean, and even like, yeah, I, I hate ragging on visuals, but like you said that there was a scene that you like that you said they like, oh, I want to talk about this scene. Like the yeah, scene. The, when flailing, she started- the flailing rope. <laughs> yeah, knows. the flaming rope, but for me it was also when she's in the truck in Afghanistan and she's wearing like this outfit. Yeah. And then you turn Looking like good. it turns to the road and then it turns and she's just dressed as she's just dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Like like if you watch it, like there's no like even a changing scene. There's none of that, right? It's literally just like at one moment she's wearing this, I guess it was like a white, like a white jumper, like a white kind of suit. And then you just turn and, oh, she's Wonder Woman. And then she starts running down the road. And her running down the road after that truck is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. It was bad. It's like she's running on one of those uh, people movers, right? Like and look, they they even did some of that corniness in the first movie, right? Her hair is glowing. She's glowing. She's running toward the battlefield. But it's just done in a way that just for whatever reason, the first movie, you're just like, okay, it's a little jokey, but... I get it. She's out. She's going to save us from this unsurmountable task that looks like we're done. Instead, she's like running after a car. <laughs> no. Yeah, Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. Oh, good. man. This not, also, this there's bad. another shot, which I was also like, this
0: is just bad. And it might have been the same shot in that last sequence where they keep zooming into her. While she's talking to everybody, which was so obvious what was going on, by the way, but you see the like an up close of kind of like from her from like the lower shoulders up and you could see her her, the like top part of an outfit just like digging into her shoulder. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You kind of see it and I'm like that's just poor design like it doesn't it doesn't look practical it, it, that she's moving all the time so this thing's constantly like she would puncture she would be bruised and bleeding all the time this is a horrible design again that's one of the things that if you want to compare this to Marvel again they are, hell let's keep it in universe look at Nolan right the way the outfits were designed they all make sense yeah and, and they weren't like,
1: afraid to redesign exactly. them movie to yeah. movie either right like that's one of the things right like wonder woman you could easily taken her away from this schlocky world war one and just made it more modern
0: i made it like leather or something like something that wasn't this piece of metal just just digging into your shoulder
1: yeah you could have just made and even if it's not in the comics even if it's not you could have just made it a little cooler right like just like the iron man stuff like it's just cool like that's part of the fun of iron man you always get a new suit And just Captain like America,
0: just, see, they change the suit every yeah. Captain America movie. But it, it it's that is the corniest looking shit. If you ever look at yeah. that, like like that it that is. should be the corniest stuff. But it works in every
1: in every sequence. Look, it works. Same thing with Thor. Thor's stuff's corny too. Yeah, and they somehow works. make that stuff work, right? Like in Ragnarok, right? Like he just looks completely different. It looks way more modern. It's way cooler. It removes a lot of the silliness of it's a god, right? He's got long hair and. And a hammer like they just end up like they just le- like they just find a way to make this stuff just look more modern and more updated and why dc can't do this is frustrating all right you've convinced me i'm lowering it to it five. makes me worry again and I, I again like patty jenkins like i really hope that this is just a one-off thing because she's going to be in charge of star wars a lot of, and again that's that that franchise just one suffers movie. she's making it. one she's making one movie still that that franchise suffers from this and it's directors who can't seem to get out of this that they struggle with and i think you kind of need to let directors be themselves and like that's why the stuff with taika works with marvel that's why the stuff with favreau works with star wars right because it's Favreau just being himself really just say hey i know what i'm doing right i'm just gonna make something that i find interesting and for whatever reason, DC seems to struggle with that more than others. I mean, hey, what's his name? James Gun- or whatever the director of Justice League. He's releasing another movie because he goes a lot of stuff that I wanted to release wasn't wasn't they they weren't going to put in the movie. So I'm going to re-release it. I'm going to put it out again with the way, with the cut I think is what what it should be. Right. So that just automatically shows that DC is struggling with being able to take their hands off of the steering wheel and let creative people make things more creative, and they can't do it the way that Marvel can. Marvel can steer the ship by still saying, "Hey, Taika, go be your own goofy self and make a really cool movie." Yeah,
0: man. This also, this watching this movie also made me miss, and then watching Captain America afterwards really just made me miss the, you know, the three, the two or three Marvel movies we'd get each year.
1: They're, they're yeah, because did we get any this year? I guess you didn't really, right? Because None. Black Garden Widow was supposed put. to be
0: the one in April. and they you were supposed to get everything. the
1: Eternals in November, December. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really sad. Really sad. Because yeah. those are done. They're done. Just give me the movies. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay the 20 bucks on Disney and, Plus. And Hollywood is struggling.
1: They are struggling to figure and We talked about Let this last week, Let me give right? you money. Let me give you money. I will and pay if, for if, a Marvel they movie. Want, it's be they good. want I know you to give them money. They want money for you to give them money the way they want to receive it. This is what they're struggling with, with. They want the money with
0: the snacks. I get it. They
1: want the money with the snacks. They want the money with the individual ticket sales. They want the money with the longevity and the box office deals. They want the money with the DVD releases and the sh- and then the streaming contracts. They're struggling. And they don't know what to do about it. And again, I'm in this industry and it's a worry because if these movies are not doing well, that's a problem because these big tent poles still cost you know, Hollywood big tentpole theater money. And if you're not able to put this stuff in the movie theater and it changes the way people write, think about it. Christmas day, you want to watch wonder woman with your family. You bought one ticket for 15 bucks for the month versus 45 60 with snacks. It's a big difference in money. It's a big difference in money. And then if the movie's not good, you got people like me telling people, don't go see it. Don't spend your money. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. I'll make better movies. Well, so Patty Jenkins' next movie is going to be Cleopatra starring Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Oh God, she's
1: gonna, are we really going to make her? I mean, I guess she's Israeli, right? So that we can't get on her about being Cleopatra, can we? That'd be fine. It's, it's not as bad as John Wayne being Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised people haven't been up in arms about her being Cleopatra. I mean, I guess it's hard, right? Because she's from that area. She's from that area of the world. So you can't tell her that she doesn't belong. She's probably more qualified to be... An Egyptian um, you know, princess than any of us. Yeah, then maybe enough. an Egyptian. Close enough, right? Yeah. Close enough, exactly. Alex exactly. in yeah. dark hair close enough. Yeah.
0: And then she's and then she's gonna be doing the Star Wars movie that's for twenty twenty three. So we'll we'll see how Cleopatra turns out and then and then we could worry or not about Star Wars Rogue Squadron, but they they cycle these directors like they could announce, oh, this person is directing that, and then fire them in like two two years. So, yeah. like, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Okay, we'll look uh, at
1: Gal Gadot responds to whitewashing backlash after Cleopatra uh, mm-hmm. casting. Of course, I know the internet by now, right? Like Cleopatra was Ma- was Macedonian. Gal Gadot-, Gal Gadot responds to critics. Yeah, so she's already getting she's already getting news, or she's already getting backlash for being Cleopatra because yeah, people are like Cleopatra's kind of black. Um well then they'll just yeah. call it they'll call it white
0: Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's like black dynamite Or like uh Black Jesus. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you just said exactly what it was, you think people would be as mad? You just went. I guess in, like, white we Cleopatra. Know.
1: It's not like you can make it fun. Like black Jesus was about if Jesus was black, right? Right. It's fun. Where like white Cleopatra is not fun. Might be. What if what if Cleopatra was white? <laughs> See. Yeah. So do. she told BBC Arabic, we were looking for a Macedonian actress that could fit Cleopatra. She wasn't there, and I was very passionate about Cleopatra. That's. <laughs> Right, Gal. Cleopatra was real. apparently
0: hot. I'm hot. Let's do this exactly. thing. Exactly. I'm gorgeous.
1: Cleopatra was gorgeous. We couldn't find any gorgeous Macedonians because they're all trolls, so I decided to do it. I'm very passionate about it. Also, I'm also buds with Patty, and we're, we're making this happen. Yeah, again, I, I, again, you say that she'll be fine, but beautiful women struggle when there's other beautiful women, and she's not a very strong actress, or an actor, sorry. Oh, we'll she's see. not I mean, a very just, strong actress. She, what because of what she had with Wonder Woman? Name me a movie that she's been in that you've been like, oh, that's a really good performance from Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Fury, uh, Furious Six, Furious Six. Yeah, she wasn't a Fierce movie. She was, but again, that's kind of my like. There's other like Kristen wig proven good actor, proven not that she bo- can be a box office draw. She's not a box office draw, but when you see her name in a movie, you go, yeah, she's been in stuff that I've seen that's been pretty good. Even, like, and across genres as well, right? Like, okay. Bridesmaids was a draw. It's a big one. A lot of people like that movie.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen Gal Gadot in enough movies to really she,
1: say like, that's my point. Like she, Let's
0: see. Let's see what's going on. Like I said, because we we have we have this thing. What did I say it was called? The Arena Sand Sendler. We'll see what that looks like once that let's, movie comes out in twenty twenty three.
1: You know, you know, you, know who you can compare her to, and it's not even that disparaging of a comparison because people would say, "I'd love to be this person." She's kind of Angelina Jolie. Yeah, because Angelina yeah. Jolie isn't necessarily in super strong movies either. But she's gorgeous, and she's able to direct, and she's got great humanitarian efforts, all those things, right? When you think of Angelina Jolie, you don't necessarily think about, wow, she's great in all of these movies. You just say, hey, she's an actor and a director. But you can't name me. What's Angelina Jolie's breakout? What's her role that makes you go, that's what I wanted from Angelina Jolie? What is it? Mr. and Mrs. Smith? (laughs) What is it? I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Speaking of Doug Liman, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is an awesome movie. Again, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying it's not. She's not Charlize. Their
0: I I just think the writing was shit for this movie.
1: I mean, there's just a lot of bad.
0: There's there's nothing good. There's nothing like good about the movie. At best, it's okay. There's no there's there's no point in this movie. Like I, when I was watching Tenet, at no point did I really break out my phone. I was I was watching the movie and into it the whole time. This was one of those movies where I. You know, I should have been in the same mindset that I was for Tenet. but it was about forty-five minutes of the movie, and I had my phone out, like just like I just
1: multitask. I don't. This is just boring.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't be bored yeah. in a fucking superhero
1: movie. Oh man! All right, we we I've beat this dead horse about how disappointed I am. I I, I it's sad. It makes me upset. I really I really like the first one. Maybe I should watch the first one again and, and make me feel better because I thought the first one was great. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, the first one's good. Every time I watch it, it's good.
1: Uh, or just watch Captain America.
0: <laughs> you have options. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, you got options of superhero movies. That's the thing, right? There's a there's a plenty of them that you can watch again. You don't have to watch bad superhero movies. You don't have. To. I, I kind of want to watch or a Ragnarok again, to be honest with you. Kind of want to want to go watch that. I feel like watch something that's got a bit of lightheartedness and it's got a decent character arc. It's good.
0: Yeah, this this reminds me of like, forget about recent bad superhero movies. This is. This movie the more I think about it is actually more reminiscent of like 90s superhero movies where they just didn't understand how to make it work and it was like Daredevil. This is this is basically
1: I'd say on the same level as Daredevil. Again, it's like and I know I know Elektra is really bad and I know Catwoman is really bad but I mean, this was no one thought that those movies were going to be as good as Wonder. Like you said, the trailer of those movies did not make you go, "Oh yeah, I'm ready for this. This is awesome." You knew Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. You're like, "Oh okay, great. She's we're bringing it this time. This is going to be awesome." And the disparity between the reality versus the expectations between those movies and this makes this the worst superhero movie of all time. Wow. Well, I disagree, but I don't want to argue because I'm tired. All right. With that, you
0: got to go to
1: go to He's abroad
2: I'm,
1: I'm really am interested if other people who've watched this movie feel the same way. I am. If you listen to two and a half hours of this thing, in your because you're on Christmas break, God bless you. But if you feel differently, I I want to hear it, and you can come on this podcast and explain to me why I should feel differently. I don't think you will.
0: But yeah, I've only heard possibly. from one other person about this movie, and that was from my dad, who also did not like it. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know why he would. He doesn't like any comic book movies that I know of, so I don't know what compelled him to watch this one. Anyway, he's a broad doc. Yeah, he's a broad You go there, subscribe, tell people about it, rate us five stars on uh, iTunes and yeah, do all those things. If you're still listening to this,
1: happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. And That's right. I'll see you on the other side of uh, what someone classified it be an awful, awful year. This year wasn't too bad for me, to be honest. It was actually okay. And all for me... Expected is saying it could have been it could have been much worse all
0: things yeah, considered, so we, i
1: think we both i'm very thankful for that this year turned out to not be as bad as it could have been all the big events and things that have happened have been some of them that are pretty bad have turned out they've turned out as good as you could hope them to be right yeah. so like there was no major and again this isn't for everybody There's some people out there who are really struggling some people who really lost people in their lives there's some really awful things that have happened but i am very thankful for the fact that life as far as i'm concerned has stayed on track and there's a lot of good things that have happened as well so i'm hoping 2021 can be that same way for everybody is my hope so yeah well that's well said
0: and yeah i mean for me it's not a it's not an optimal year that's for sure being stuck in the <laughs> the, the situation that the us is in but overall i can't complain especially compared to other things that are going on. So we got through it. We made it. Well, at least most of us did. And here's to uh, to 2021. So until then, until next year, this podcast is over.